Cheers. Cheers. Give me this. The biggest shot in the Oh, why did I fill it up that much? Ah, goosebumps. Booze with Booze contains graphic and exclusive content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello? Stop with the singing. Is Don't it do me it this you're looking for? Yeah. <laughs> I can oh, see good. it in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck is up, everybody? I know. I'm Lucia. This. Oh, and I'm Gabby. And you're listening to Booze with Booze. I thought I should throw that in there because I was about to just start talking. <laughs> but anyways, what is up, everybody? How is everybody doing? Are we staying safe and washing our hands and being quarantined? I know I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm trying to stay away from everybody as much as I can. Unfortunately, I'm with Gabby almost every day. <laughs> we're neighbors. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it works out. Yeah, we're kind of just stuck It's anyways. like we're in quarantine together because we're neighbors. It's like you're my yeah. roommate and I'm stuck with you. Literally. That's I just how, that's different how I, I think of it that way to make myself feel better. I know. I feel, <laughs> I'd be feeling bad sometimes. But it's not like we, we're always together anyway. So it's, yeah. we died. I mean. Gonna die together. Yeah. <laughs> but if honestly, I go out, you going with me. Literally, I've already expected it to happen. So, <laughs> anyways, um, we're so glad to be back. We're so sorry we have wasted so much time into recording this new episode. However, not gonna lie, this quarantine stuff was scaring the both of us. So we were trying to just, <clears throat> you know. Be safe. And we didn't want to have like our like um, Myra. Yeah, our producer. Yeah, it doesn't. Can she like. I I just for her safety alone, because I mean, uh, I don't want to put her business out there. So but just for her safety and her family's safety, I didn't want her to come around us. I mean, I I just didn't want to take the risk. So so if the recording doesn't sound as good, it's because we're not using like our normal speakers because Myra's not here. We're just recording off the phone. Yeah, it's literally on my phone. So if the audio is bad, I'm sorry. If it's not perfect. We didn't want to do this, but we like couldn't wait any longer. We like we need to record. Yeah, I thought this um, quarantine was going to be up at the end of last last month mm-hmm. so i was like bet we'll record at the end of the month like everything would be cool no we got pushed back into the end of this month so yeah no we couldn't wait any longer and we've been wanting to come back but you know yeah, like i've I said, literally had the same story written down for like three weeks yeah like four weeks like, like we've I've been, been like, ready for you guys we just you know we wanted to take as many <laughs> precautions as we could um me and gabby are taking precautions do not worry we are fine we are safe we are healthy so don't worry about that um i do want to say one thing i want to thank all the doctors the nurses um the teachers working from home all the essential workers still having to work thank you thank you thank you please be safe please wash your hands please you know 
just stay safe, guys. Don't stay safe. Don't let this be us. We be it. Okay. So, um, how are you getting with the quarantine? I mean, is it affecting you badly? Are you, are you just okay? like work? Yeah. Yeah. Just been out of work. Thankfully, I'm blessed enough to still be working. Um, I, I would rather not to be safer, but that's the only way I can get paid. So yeah. I get to work every now and then. Like I can do, you know, I, I'm a server slash bartender. Ah, so so now I, I'm doing like to go orders. And stuff. Y'all, make sure y'all tip to go people. Oh my because, god. Oh my yes. god. We rely on that shit. Like, we need tips. That is all they're relying on right now. I've been tipping, like, yeah, we get like, paid mi- like minimum wage right now. Yeah. So it's not shit. So if you don't tip, we are not making money. And aren't your hours like four hours a yeah, day? Yeah, it's like four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to like split it up so everybody has a chance to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. yeah. Every time I've gotten like, uh, we've gotten crawfish one time. Um, I think that's fifteen dollar tips plus. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've been tipping that's what I was gonna say was I've been tipping like at least fifteen to twenty dollars, like anything to help our servers because I know they don't wanna be there. Mm-hmm. They don't wanna risk that and yeah. you're having multiple people come in all the time. So right. anyways, I just wanna thank all the everybody that's still working, um and I just wanted to say be safe. Um but yeah, I there's a gnat in my wine, y'all. That's also other than this gnat, what's in our glass? Oh. <laughs> that's right? Well, I really play that cool. You did. You did. That was a really, I was not expecting that one. You're Good welcome. job. <laughs> See, I didn't have to remind her this time. <laughs> you reminded me right before we started playing. You're like, don't forget your fucking line. And yeah. I just had to make sure you didn't forget it, but that was a good... I wasn't expecting that one. Mm. But, um, but there really was a gnat, and I'm yeah. kind of grossed out. But I pulled it out, so I think it's fine now. It's alcohol. You're fine. Yeah. It's It's clean. Yeah. Yeah, it got clean in the alcohol and <laughs> the wine. It's gonna go all down the same way. <laughs> Anyways, um, what's in a glass today? Well, I'm. I mean, as you heard in the beginning, we started off, unfortunately, with a fireball shot. <laughs> oh my god, it was rough. I'm and we lit- did a pickle bag after, and like, still, like, my face is getting hot. Like, yeah, my face is really hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's, as oh, well. if you do ever take fireball. Do it with a pickle back. It tastes like a spicy pickle. Like, you don't taste any cinnamon. Yeah, it tastes so much better. It's really good. Um, But I'm starting off with a white claw, a black cherry, but I will be drinking red wine. And it is called, I don't know how to say this, so, Menage a Troise. Menage a Troise. That's what I'm going to say. Sounds right. Yep. It's a 2017 California red blend. <clears throat> it's really good in my opinion. If you like red wine, I would try it. Um, what? Gabby, what are you drinking? I actually forgot the name and I know you remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so what am I drinking? Because um, I forgot. It's, I believe the name, how you pronounce it is Apiotic. I believe that's how you say it. And it's the rosé one. Um, I've tried. I like pinks. Yeah. I, I like pink wine. I'm weird. It's, it's sweeter. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just like tastes like juice well not this one this one doesn't taste like juice i'm not gonna lie to y'all this one's a little bit tough is it like drier or something uh yeah Hmm. yeah kind of see i like my red wines but i don't like them dry they have to be sweet blends they have to be like a sweet red yeah it's not really like that sweet not like like a sutter home moscato or something or like something like some 
Actually, you know what? Just keep going. All right. Uh, So let's get into it. That's what we're drinking today. Please grab your glasses and get ready for a wild, wild ride. Ew. (laughs) Why did you say it like that? I already started going with the wild, so I just had to keep going. It just came out very disgusting. I'm calling the police. I'm so sorry. I didn't like it. (laughs) Okay, so who wants to go first? You, I think. Are you sure? My story is long as Okay, I'll go first because... I, I just, you know what? My yeah, story's story very is like long. longer, so. <clears throat> Super long. All right, let's go. Okay, I'm going to scoot this phone over my way a little bit. Okay, I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. I know, we're like just getting back. I feel like this is like our first I know, episode. and I'm like kind of tipsy, so I'm like. <laughs> Blustered. It's getting hot in here. Like, <laughs> my ears are red, I'm sure. All of a sudden, just like pass out. <laughs> Literally. <clears throat> okay. So this story is about Nathaniel Benjamin Levy Barjona. Throughout the story, I'm going to call him Barjona because that's a really fun, cool last name. Yeah, and that's a long ass name to begin with. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Okay, so he was born February 15th, 1957. Um, so his, he, so that's not his like original name. So he changed his name later on. I'll bring that up. Uh, but his original name is David Paul Brown. I could see why he changed it. <laughs> Bar Jonah is cool. No, that's what his first name was lame. Oh, yeah. Nathaniel. <laughs> I'm sorry if your name is Nathaniel. <laughs> I take it back. I didn't mean Come it. Back. I didn't mean it. You erased that part. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go over his early life. In late July 1964, so this was back in 1964. <laughs> I've had one too many. Oh, shit. Okay. That's great. So he's seven years old. So seven-year-old Barjona lured a five-year-old neighbor into his basement, telling her that he had received a Ouija board for his birthday and that he could predict the future. Once in his basement, Barjona attempted to strangle the girl at seven years old. This man is seven years old. Holy he shit. He tries to strangle this five-year-old girl. Um, but her screams, obviously, they're going to attract attention. And um, his mother came to the rescue and, like, saved the girl, basically. Oh. Oh, I already got goosebumps. I know. It's too early. Seven years old. That's this started. So seven years old. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. So I don't think I don't think that really went anywhere. I think like maybe the girl just went home and then, you know, just they went their separate ways, whatever. Right. In January 1970, at the age of 12, so now he's 12 years old, Barjona managed to lure another neighbor, a 6-year-old boy, to a nearby hill claiming he wanted to go sledding with him, right? Mhm. Once they arrived, however, Barjona sexually assaulted the boy at 12 at 12 he sexually assaulted another little boy a six-year-old boy i want to ask a question already but i know i should probably wait so i'm gonna wait a second yeah just it'll it's gonna work itself out (laughs) (laughs) awkward set sorry (laughs) okay so um where am i okay so a few years later i don't think that went anywhere Maybe, like, he didn't say anything, or, like, maybe their, you know, their parents didn't take it seriously because he was only 12. I don't know really what what happened. The 70s right now? Yeah, so it was, like, a long time ago, so maybe it wasn't taken seriously. Um, 
A few years later, Bart Jonah attempted to lure another two boys riding their bicycles down the street to a nearby cemetery where he intended to murder them. Oh, how old is he right now? 12 still? Um, it's a few years later, so probably like 13, 14, 15 mm-hmm. is a few, so around that age. Holy. Yeah, I would say like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two boys, they like grew s- suspicious, and they um, and one of the boys like persuaded his friend like, yeah, let's not do that. That uh, sounds weird. Oh, so he didn't kill them. Yeah, he so was, they were oh, good. Oh, shit. <clears throat> so, yeah, they got That's away. a smart-ass little boy. My face is getting red, ain't it? Just a little bit. Don't say anything you about it, though. Asked. Come on. Why are you going to put me on blast? You should have said no. It's, it's a like- fireball shot. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. I'm about to turn on the AC. No, no I'm already no, cold. I'm dying. I'm literally so cold. Give me a fan. Oh, my God. I need a fan. I'm just sweaty. It's hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, now we're going to get into his, like, later crimes. Like, his legit, like, crimes that he got in trouble for. Okay. With the law. Actually, that's probably too loud. Yeah. We can right. hear it. You're right. I think they can. It's probably like gonna block the sound, so I'll just suffer. But just know, my face really isn't getting red, and you see it wide. Sorry, I did. I was just trying to embarrass her. <laughs> okay, so these are like his legit crimes that he got in trouble for. Um, in late March 1975, Bar Jonah impersonated a police officer, abducted a eight-year-old kid named Richard O'Connor. While he was on his way to school, um, or while he was on his way to school, mm-hmm. like he got abducted. I said it like it was going to be like a new sentence. <laughs> I was like, continue. <laughs> um, and then he proceeded to sexually assault and strangle this little boy. Yes. Did he kill him? Well, we'll get there. Oh. Lucia, God, stop jumping the gun. Sorry. Okay, a neighbor looking out of her window observed the oh abduction. My. What? No, I'm just... Somebody saw him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So um, a neighbor looking out the window, um, she observed the abduction and notified authorities who began searching for the boy. A patrol car later observed a car matching the description from, like, the abduction. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was parked, like, far away, like, away from, like, other cars in, like, a parking lot. Like, it looked suspicious. Like, Mm -hmm. why the fuck is that car that far away? Right. Maybe he can't drive like me. Yeah, facts. <laughs> well, actually, I feel like I'm even a worse driver because I always crash into stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've never crashed. That's because you drive like a gram. Uh-uh. You drive like a grandma. I drive speed limit because I ain't got no license. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking tell on me, though. <laughs> don't fucking tell on me. <laughs> you don't know me and you're not going to tell on me. <laughs> okay. So, after, like, finding the car... The cop calls for backup, and then, you know, Barjona's in the car, so he, like, is, like, ordering Barjona, like, get out of the car right now. So, um, anyways, he gets out of the car, blah, 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 gets arrested. O'Connor, the little boy abducted, Mm -hmm. he was found in the car, bloodied, having, um, like, basically, like, pooped on himself, urinated on, on himself from the sexual assault um and he was like near the point of death that just pissed <laughs> me off dude and it's not even the worst part like this story oh gets my. so bad why do we both do bad stories because you know we had to start like, off, the new- off yeah we had to come hard brother too hard. <laughs> too hard. <laughs> all right okay God, so 
Um, a few days before, um, okay, so it'll, I'll t- tell you guys basis, basically what happened with, like, the arrest and stuff, like, mm-hmm. a little bit later. Okay. So, anyways, we're going to jump ahead to another crime. Um, a few days before Bar-Jonah's high school graduation, Bar-Jonah drove to nearby Hartford, Connecticut, and again impersonated a police officer, abducted a nine-year-old girl. I'm sorry. So, he's in high school while all this is happening? <laughs> yes. Oh my. So, he's okay. not even like an adult. Yeah. Okay. So, he's like, this is why he's kind of getting away with this stuff because he's so young as it, whenever it started. You know, right. they're not taking him serious. Mm-hmm. So he abducted a nine-year-old girl, um, and he, like, assaulted her in the car again. After the child began vomiting and convulsing from the assault, he drove up to a sidewalk, threw her out of the car, and a nearby witness saw the incident and got his license plate, and it led to his arrest. Thank God, right? Oh, my God. I know. So he doesn't have a preference, I'm assuming, on gender. I guess not. Yeah, I guess he's just... As long as they're children. Ugh, pedophile. Even worse. Mm. Not a... Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's horrible. Yeah, go on. Okay. Um, so this assault never... Okay, so I guess like from the assault I told you before... I Okay, I think I fucked up a little bit. I think they put him on probation from the other assault. From the little boy in the car? Right. Okay. And then so from the assault... Um, this assault... And never got back to <clears throat> Bar Jonah's probation officer. How not? I don't know. It just never. Maybe because it was so long. I don't know. Like maybe they're not. It was so. It was like back in like 1976. At I this mean, point, yeah. So like maybe they weren't. That kind of makes sense. Keeping up with they it. They don't have the right like, technology to actually <laughs> just send something over some way. Right. I guess that makes sense. Damn. What the right. fuck? Okay. Okay. So. Um, it never got back to his probation officer, and he was released from parole in May 1976 for his early abduction, which I said, and the sexually, uh, uh, sexual assault of O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, when Bar Jonah's probationary period was over, he actually received a fucking letter that said, thanks for your cooperation. Bitch, what the actual fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Thanks you raped a child and they're saying thank you? <clears throat> yeah, they're like, thanks for your cooperation. But, okay. Because the fucking probation officer didn't hear about, like, what happened after that. Do cops not talk? Can I somebody know. who worked back then tell me, like, how was that? How, how did that system come about? Like, did they just not relay any other message of him being arrested to... Did you not have a system? Like, yeah, like how does that? I'm make very confused. Sense? It does make it doesn't make any. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I I really don't have the coronavirus. I'm just I <laughs> it's got like corona. it's like literally like allergies and like plus like like I'm like hitting my jewel and it's making me yeah, like we should probably need stop to like that. clear my throat. Gabby yeah. and I unfortunately have asthma <laughs> yeah i know and we fucking so, we fucking hit we're Joel's stupid and we still do dumb stuff so yeah you that's know what that's why i have my inhaler handy <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> Woo, did it again okay so on september 24th 1977 bar jonah claiming to be an of undercover fbi agent so he's doing that shit again why does he think this work i mean obviously obviously it's working for him yeah. so he's gonna keep doing it 
He convinced two boys coming out of the White City Cinema um, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts? I don't know how to say that. Massachusetts? <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> so he, he convinced them to like come into his vehicle again. Barjona then transported the boys to a secluded area where he handcuffed then proceeded to strangle and flick like cigarette ashes like on them. After jumping, oh, this part is so sad. Ah! Oh, breaks my heart. I don't even want to say it. I feel sick. I'm going to throw up. Don't. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After jumping repeatedly on the chest of one of the boys, the 370-pound Bar Jonah, 370 pounds, believed he had killed him. So imagine a 370-pound man jump like jumping on your chest that shit so there goes my question because i was gonna ask was he cute or something no clearly not fat fuck i'm sorry but but 400 pounds god on a child's chest i mean it's 375 but fuck round it up it's 400 yeah no fuck dude i can't even imagine somebody doing that on my chest and i'm over my 20s that's let alone a child oh okay so so he he abducted two boys. He's jumping on one of their chests to kill them. Um, then he drove off. Uh, okay, so okay, so after jumping on his chest, Bar Jonah believed he killed him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then he drove off with the other still alive in his trunk. So I guess like he threw the other boy out, kept the other boy in the trunk, like thinking he killed him. You mm-hmm. know, put the other boy that's still he thinks still alive in the trunk. And he drives off. However, the first boy regained consciousness and managed to find help. Oh, oh my no. God. Goosebumps. Yes. Thank God. <clears throat> right? Okay. And then, um, okay, so leading shortly, like, after, okay, leading shortly thereafter to Bar Jonah's arrest, the other boy was found. Alive? Still alive in the trunk. Woo! Oh so they both survived. God. So they're so good. The little other little boy, I'm assuming, his telling allowed them to catch him again. To find him and catch okay. him, and yeah. Oh God, For his crimes, he was convicted of attempted murder and received a maximum sentence of eight to twenty years in prison. Baby, we not even close to over though. <laughs> not even I'm close. So mad. I'm not even halfway. Oh my god! It's insane. Okay, so while in prison, he was transferred to the Bridgewater State Hospital. On March 22nd, um, 1984, he changed his na- that's whenever he changed his name to Nathaniel Benjamin Levy Barjona. Why so, why so long? I don't, I guess, okay, it actually says, um, he gave several reasons for changing his name. One was he told his friends and relatives that he wanted um, to know what it felt like to be discriminated against and per, per, like, um, like seen as like a Jew. So he gave himself like a Jew name. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds. I'm so sorry. What the flying fuck? But also like white. Yeah, but also (laughs) like um, during a later interview with Dr. Michael Stone. For, like, a television show, I, I think it was called, like, Most Evil. At least I put in my notes it was called Most Evil. He claimed he was Jewish and, sorry, he claimed he was Jewish and wanted his name to reflect that. 
But he's not Jewish. That, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I didn't look that far into it. But he told people it was because he wanted to see how it felt to be discriminated against. And then he told people it was because he was Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> he was. That's right. That's so I know. Do, Jewish. Jew- I think that's what Yeah, I that's how you said it. Okay. Yeah, so like, anyway. I mean, I guess I can see in the time period, Jews probably did get a lot of discrimination, but I personally Why would you know. ever want to, I want to see what that feels like. Yeah, Let me That makes my, absolutely no sense. Uh, <laughs> that's stupid as fuck. And it's okay. so long. It's what, six names in one name? Literally. <laughs> okay, so this was in 1984. And when was he arrested? Let me see. He was arrested in 1977, and then 1984, he changed his name. Later that same year, he had, you should do, yeah, do the math, because I want to see how many years after. So, he was arrested in. He was arrested in. 1974. Okay, so he was arrested (laughs) in 1977. Oh, 77, okay. On March, okay, just do 1984. And that's when he was changed his name. Yes. So do the math. Oh God. To see how many years, because that later that same year, um, the Superior Court Judge Walter E. I think it's Stell ruled that Massachusetts. Did I say it right? Close, but <laughs> okay. I did my best. <clears throat> had failed to prove that Bar Jonah was dangerous and released him. Before moving to Great Falls, Montana. So he only spent like... Seven years in jail. Yeah, so like not even the 18 to 20 that he got. <laughs> only seven years I'm for that so shit. I'm so mad. Yes. What was wrong with y'all in the 70s? No offense, my mom was born in the 70s. Please don't come after us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just... Damn. Damn. That's Damn, annoying. Literally. literally, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, so he was released. <clears throat> During this time, Barjona confided in his psychiatrist Mm -hmm. that he fantasized about abducting, murdering, and cannibalizing children. So not even just abducting and murdering them, like he like wanted to to eat eat them. them. Yeah, this escalated very quickly. I know it's not. I'm not. I'm like almost halfway there. Okay, so on August ninth, nineteen ninety one. Just a month after being released from Bridgewater State Hospital, Barjona observed a seven-year-old boy sitting alone in his car outside a post office, outside a post office in Oxford, Massachusetts. Sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> Barjona, who weighed then he weighed at this time he weighed only two hundred and seventy-five pounds. Wow, good for my man. He lost a hundred pounds. Right. He entered the vehicle and sat on the boy. Yes, thrusting. These are these are quotes. Thrusting his mass atop the boy's fragile chest. That makes it so much worse. Just reading that out loud. That hurts my chest. Yeah, literally. I, I literally weigh one hundred and ten <clears throat> pounds. I cannot imagine two hundred pounds on sitting top on of my. I chest. know, just full weight. Okay, but some witnesses along with the boy's mother that was in the car, <clears throat> observed the event, ran to the boy's rescue, and it caused Bar Jonah to flee. 
An officer recognized Bar Jonah's description from over 15 years earlier. Holy. So this, yeah, so it really stuck with this officer that this, there was Good. a fucking sicko out there. Good. And, um, I'm sorry that I have gnats. It's just little baby ones, and that's the ones that bother me. Dang, that's the ones that keep getting in my drink. They don't know personal space, bro. What can I, y'all, comment what I can do to get these gnats away? Yeah, she je- literally moved into this apartment not that long ago, like a week ago. April. Maybe. The first of April. Yeah, and I can't it's just have baby fucking nuts. mats. Maybe you just need to scrub everything with bleach and put a lemon down your drain. You do it. Okay. <laughs> and you buy the bleach because I can't be, find any. That's gonna be forty dollars. I can't find any. Maybe the dollar store will have some. I doubt it. Dollar store be hooking it up, bro. Bro, but it's quarantine. Ain't no bleach anywhere. Last time I went there with Marisa, they literally had everything stocked. Nobody goes to fuck. Don't go. Don't go to the dollar store now. Hey, y'all, don't listen to this part. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on pause. <laughs> fast forward. Fast forward. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, Barjona flees after sitting on this little boy's chest. And okay, so he, the officer recognizes yes, him. right. Okay, so at first, Barjona claimed that he entered the car to get out of the rain, but later he admitted he intended to, like, kill the boy, which is obvious. Duh. For the attack, Barjona was sentenced to only fucking probation in Montana. Fucking Montana, bro. When did he leave Massachusetts? I don't know. He just moves around. Okay. He's just be moving everywhere. Well, he know? need to stay his ass in one place so they can catch him. Are they? Are those places, like, close to each other? You think I'm a geography professional? You don't know you're American math? That's not even... I said geography. Isn't that math? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's math. We're dumb as no, hell. No, geography. No, that's... That's a... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't look at me. I can't confirm or um, deny. Myron, can you please cut this part out? <laughs> We're just kidding. Keeping it. It's funny. <laughs> That's so bad. Okay, go please. Go on. Okay. So now we're going to move on to another crime. This is going to be the disappearance of Zach Ramsey. On February 6th, 1960, or 1996. So I was one years old. <laughs> I was I like born. The, yeah, you were born? <laughs> no. What? I wasn't born until uh-uh. 97. We cannot hang out no more. Girl! You're too young. I'm a year younger than you. That's too young. I'm a year and what? 24 plus. Three months. A year and three months. That's a long ass time. Nah, bro. We're fine. <laughs> okay. Okay, so on February 6, 1996, 10-year-old Zach Ramsey left his apartment around 7.34 a.m. to attend school. Taking his usual, like, school route through an alley um, near near his street. I'm, I'm not even going to say the block because I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> Ramsey was wearing, like, a blue denim jacket with green sleeves, a blue football jersey with his last name imprinted on the back in gold letters, stonewashed jeans, and a black, um, high t- like, black high-top sneakers. That sounds like the 90s to me, girl. Hell Yeah. <laughs> That actually sounds like a really cute outfit. It does. <laughs> a family of three who lived in the apartment in the alleyway reported seeing Ramsey there that morning. Um, they also reported seeing an off-white four-door car nearly run him over. Mm. 
Another witness reported seeing Ramsey standing in the alleyway and he appeared to be like waiting on someone. And then another witness who lived near the end of the alleyway reported seeing Ramsey distressed with an obese adult male following him a few feet behind him at about like 7.45 a.m. Another witness, so there's so many witnesses. So another witness reported seeing Bar Jonah standing beside a dumpster in the alleyway at 7.15 a.m. while taking out the trash. Like the guy was taking out the trash and he saw this like huge man. Um, he was wearing, they say he was wearing a navy blue police-like jacket. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. like his thing, like the mm-hmm. police officer thing. The same witness also reported seeing Ramsey enter the alleyway later and that Bar Jonah was still standing beside the dumpster. Somewhere between where the alleyway cuts into the 6th Street and comes to the 7th, Ramsey disappeared. So he just went completely missing. He has never been seen or heard from since. So this was like the story like he was not ever found. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like he's... He died. He's like gone. Um, despite he, the ob- never mind. I'll ask it then. Yeah. He um, despite the objections of Ramsey's mother, a judge declared him like legally dead in 2011. So that was like 15 uh, years after he's gone missing. Uh, so to close the case, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, mm. Police investigators conducted years <clears throat> after Ramsey went missing. Um, or sorry, I fucked up. Police investigate investigated like years after Ramsey went missing, mm-hmm. um, and determined that Bar Jonah had access to his mother's off-white four-door 1978 Toyota Corolla the day of the boy's disappearance, which is what somebody reported seeing. Yeah, and it wasn't his usual car, so they didn't like think into it. Mm-hmm. And that his mother and brother were out of town for a funeral. It was um, determined that Barjona did not work um, February 6th of 1996 uh, or the days. All right. um, My bad about that. I stopped the entire episode because my dad called me. Oh, my God. It was like a 20-minute event. I apologize. It's great. It's great. You know what? Love your parents. I love him so much. They're awesome. Anyways, you can start with your story again. My bad. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so while searching Bar Jonah's apartment, detectives found a list of boys' names, which it included the previous victim, you know, the one that was, like, in the alleyway, that, yeah. like, went missing, like, his, his mom, like, like, after, like, 15 years, like, they were, like, right. okay, yeah, Zach like, Ramsey, I dead. believe his yeah. name was. Oh, so you got a memory. Today, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. Just oh, right. I got a memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, he, um, they found a list of boy names, which included um, Zach Ramsey, which, you know, I just said was the last boy, followed by the words, died. No! Yeah, so they found, like, a list. It, was that list on his list? Was that the only one that said died? I don't know. Oh. I didn't, it didn't say that. Oh. I'm not sure. Sorry. Okay. Furthermore. Uh-huh. hey i'm gonna be smart okay sorry okay dozens of new newspaper clippings were found in bar jonah's apartment following the ramsey case so it's like duh he fucking did it Mm -hmm. 
Um, a former roommate of Barjona described finding clothes in the apartment which appeared to match those of Ramsey um, that he was wearing whenever he disappeared. In addition to, like, bloody gloves. Oh, my God. Do you think he ate him? Oh, my God. Look, we're going to get there. Oh, no. Okay, we're going to get there. This story, is it's like, it gets crazy. Okay. Another roommate and others claim that Barjona sometimes spontaneously, like, spontaneously, blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen to me. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's like, I I drink too much. Get used to it. Bitch. <laughs> it's that fucking shot. <laughs> um, he would, like, bring up the boy in conversation, just, like, randomly. He was like, yeah, you heard about that kid, Zach Ramsey? Yeah, he's, like, dead, I think, what maybe. What the fuck? I'm not sure. But, yeah, like, on some, like, weird shit. Like, if your friends ever bring up, like, a dead person, like, take note. Yeah, send them to the police, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Don't okay. even take note. Send them to Chris. the he always bringing up dead people. Chris, for sending you to the police. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> um, investigators also found a notebook with um, seemingly mm-hmm. like um, like weird words, like weird like, like code words. Maybe? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. They were believed to be like coded writing. Mm-hmm. It was just like weird words. I don't know how to say like the word that they like that. You're I, fine, girl. Yeah. I got you. I couldn't read it. with the help of the fbi and after months of effort the writing was decoded so they figured it out i don't know how the fuck you figure some shit like that that's some smart ass motherfucker that's like insane so um barjona in the notes barjona described torturing and eating children there were also Recipes involving like children's you, body parts. Yeah, full rep- recipes. Yeah, and like oh, okay, no. so like later on, whenever I get to like the um, allegations of his cannibalism, I'll go back over that. Okay. Uh, when detectives sprayed Barjona's garage with you know like some I don't know how to, to see say if there's this. blood spotters? yeah some kind of chemical. Uh huh. While investigating his involvement in the, like, Ramsey disappearance, the word Tita appeared. I'm sorry. My upstairs neighbors are loud. It sounds like they're moving furniture all the time. They're like, let me drag this chair from that side of the room all the way to the refrigerator. (laughs) I'm like, bro, what is going on up there? Sorry. Like, I'll hear them, them, like, fighting. Yeah. Like, they'll be, like, going off on each other. And I'm just, like, listening in. I'm like, this is really good. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like they're rollerblading upstairs. Honestly, it <laughs> does. I wonder if you can hear it on this. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just, I was like, what the heck? Yeah, they're fucking loud as shit. Yeah. Take them damn rollerblades off. <laughs> <laughs> we try to record. Shut up! <laughs> they're so nice, though. I, I can't even tell them anything. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, they sprayed it with this chemical, and um, they found the word Tita, which is a weird word, right? Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, which led authorities to believe that Barjona may have been responsible for another abduction of James Tita. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, It was a Massachusetts. Yep. I did it. Boy who was kidnapped on August 23rd of 1973. Damn, I thought you were going to say 64. 
Um, Tita's body was discovered on August 25th, 1973 in um, New Hampshire off Route 119. An autopsy revealed that he had been raped and strangled. Mm, so now we're going to get to the cannibalism part. This part is, this is the worst part. I should have known you were going to do another fucking cannibal story. Dude, they're so interesting. Y'all love it. I know y'all love it. It's so interesting. Okay, so oh, this is eating. like, <laughs> so like this part is uh, crazy. This is what got me into the story at first. Okay. Bar Jonah's earliest interest in the taste of human flesh can be traced to his childhood, beginning about the age of six. So before he even did his first attempt of strangling that little girl. Right. He would pick scabs until it was festering. Then proceeded to suck the blood from the wound. His teachers at the elementary school would call his mother numerous times to notify her that her son's habits was upsetting to the teachers and the students. That's so gross. Dude, I remember in, like, elementary school, I would see kids do that. Like, they'd scrape themselves or, like, have a paper and, cut. Like, suck and the they'd blood. suck it. I'm like, that's the fuck and is wrong Honestly, with you? that's not the worst part. But he would eat the scab. Oh, my. That made yeah. it. Because I understand. I get it, cause like as a kid, like you know, you suck the blood. I've never done that. In your head, dirt on it. In your head, you hear that it's supposed to make the blood stop quicker, like make it stop. I have heard that, yeah. But no, he would eat the scabs. So you peel the scabs and eat the scab and the blood that was. Yeah, and then suck the blood. I'm gonna throw up. Okay, when he was incarcerated in Montana State Prison, many of the guards observed him to perform the same habit as an adult. Ew. One of the guards, bro, this is really bad. One of the guards reported that once Barjona had a had a big scab in his mouth and that he appeared to be having sex with this scab in his mouth. Like like jerking off? To yeah. It? Like jer- he was like I'm off. literally about to throw up. He was like jerking up. off and he had like a big ass scab in his mouth. I know. While incarcerated at Bridgewater State Hospital, Bar Jonah confided in his psychiatrist about um, murderous and cannibalistic like ideas. Um, one of his therapists noted Brown, or like I guess we'll say Bar Jonah still. Um, his sexual fush, uh, fantasies, bizarre or like bizarre in nature. It like outlined like met- methods of torture. Um, and extended to like cannibalism and again like express a curiosity about the like taste of human flesh so we're not even at the worst part that oh, was like damn. just a little bit okay although bar jonah was known to be like a like like he ate a lot like he was fat you know like he ate a lot of food um he weighed you know over 300 pounds uh, financial rec- records indicated that he had not made a, any significant like grocery store purchases for nearly a month after Ramsey's disappearance. No. Yeah. How- I knew it. Yeah. However, like he could have, you know, also paid cash or something. Yeah, like cash or like he was like well stocked off like food and meat. But after Ramsey's disappearance. Barjona also began to hold cookouts. No! Yes. No! In which 
he was reported to serve burgers, spaghetti, chili, meat pies, casseroles, and these people stuff like that it? to guests. Girl, you gonna see. At many of these cookouts, a number of like people told Barjona that the meat had a particular taste to it. It wasn't like your normal kind of burger meat. It had all his food had a weird kind of taste to it. I'm literally gonna vomit. I know. Me too. Uh, Bar Jonah's response was that he had gone deer hunting and he used deer meat in the dishes, which would make sense. However, Bar Jonah did not own a rifle or had a hunting license, and um, nor had he been deer hunting at any time. At any time, had been home the whole month. Yeah, like he was not ever. He had never gone deer hunting. They have never caught him. In the areas, you know, like at the gas station, you know, you stop by the gas station, you're going deer hunting, right. like stop for food or something. Never reported to go out there. Never was like, none of that. Like, he had, there was no reports of him being a deer hunter. He had nothing. Not a gun, not a license, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, to one woman who told Bar Jonah that she found the taste of his meat to be repulsive, he was, she said, bitch, this shit nasty. Yeah, bitch, this is gross. <laughs> I ate something right. <laughs> he replied that he personally hunted, killed, butchered, and wrapped the meat. That was his response. I'm like, well, you did a shitty job. Did the thing rot before you did it? Or I'm like, sorry, did that. you hunt, kill, butcher, and wrap a person's meat? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucking gross. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking gross. If you fucking eat <clears throat> human, please go get some help. Mm. Literally, please, please don't listen to this podcast please don't we don't like your kind not around these parts <laughs> oh shit damn I'm funny okay anyways hey hey <laughs> Sorry. okay so he would okay let's get back serious yeah, yeah. This is come, getting on, gross. come on come on come on he would later be accused of molesting this woman's son no, the woman that repulsed his meat? Yes. That sounded really gross. <laughs> okay, and now it gets worse. Mm. In Bar Jonah's apartment, detectives also found a number of recipes, right? The recipes I saw it, said earlier. Right. Using children's body parts. That was like the... Re- with, yes, like the recipes had human, like children body parts in it with like consumption titles such as Little boy pot pie, <gasps> French fried kid, and phrases such as lunch is served on the patio with roasted child. Shit like that, like they found. What the fuck? Yeah. In the Dakota journals, Barjona also referenced serving these recipes to the neighbors in the cookouts. Mm. These little children. But it wasn't children, it was just Ramsey. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, also, hair was found inside the meat grinder at his apartment. When the hair was tested for DNA, it was found to belong to an African-American child. But it wasn't Ramsey. But it was another... So, it was obviously other kids. It was an uh, African-American child, not Ramsey. So, there was, like, multi- obviously, like, there was other abductions that, like, he didn't get caught. I'm so mad because that ma- that makes me angry because what it was like the 70s so African American children aren't as mm-hmm. important like 
that yeah, should, they were like, like, why wasn't that? Yeah, why isn't that, like, in my notes? Yeah. Like, why didn't they put that on, like, Wikipedia? Like, who's this kid? You didn't look to see who this kid yeah, was? Yeah, what the like, fuck? Like, what the shit? Mm, that makes me so sad. Yeah. Anyways, the DNA of the hair was also different um, from the child's bone fragments found in Bar Jonah's garage, which also did not belong to Ramsey. So there was at least three kids. Mm. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go, that's what they found. Now we're going to just jump ahead to the arrest and trial, Mm -hmm. like imprisonment. Barjona was arrested in 1999 intentionally or initially, sorry, for impersonating a police officer after searching his home and finding among other things, many pictures of young children, um, cut out magazines and bone that was identified as belonging to an unknown young male. Montana police charged Barjona with kidnapping and sexual assault, as well as kidnapping and sexual assault for three other boys. Barjona was prosecuted for the abduction and molestation of three boys and convicted of kidnapping, aggravated assault, and sexual assault, including charges that he had tortured one of the boys and hung him from the ceiling. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. How did they know that? Sorry, know. did you say that? It's not in my notes. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know if you said it or it's not. It's just the extra part. I kind of blacked out. It's, a, it's probably a new kid. You blacked out. You're like, dude, where am I? I'm thinking too hard, and I'm like, oh, damn, and I hear hanging from the ceiling. What? There's like too many. There's too many kids. <laughs> Stop it. That's not funny. That's not funny. Hey, why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I'm very uncomfortable. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> Okay, Darren Barr, Jonah's trial, 36-year-old Mary Patron Mm -hmm. recognized him as the man who abducted and insulted her by dressing as a police officer in 1974. However, the... Sorry. Damn, girl. I got angry. I got angry. How... You, like, fucking, like, hit the the damn table, like... (laughs) Sorry. You're a damn judge and shit. Stop it! (laughs) Um... However, the statutes of limitation had expired, and Barjona could not be charged for that crime. Ugh, that's the stupidest law I've ever heard in my life. I know. Investigators also suspected Barjona and the disappearance of a seven-year-old um, Janice Paquette. Ten months earlier, Barjona was sentenced to 130 years in prison. He maintained his innocence until his death upon April 13, 2008. I hope you in hell, bitch, because you deserve you it. You know damn well that man in hell. Hell yeah. Hell Brother. no. That's, that was a very... I know. Very it was fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like, very sad. I know. It was really good, though. I didn't it know... It was really good. I didn't... I was, like, looking back on my stories, like... Or, like, thinking about my stories, I was like, they're not that good. Because I wrote them so long ago. Right. You forgot what I was like, were. no, I don't think I like them. I need to redo another one. And then I didn't have the time. And then today came. And I was like, okay, I'll just read over one and I'll read my favorite one. And then this I was, was like, actually, these are pretty, both pretty good. Oh, yeah, nice. these are so bad. They were real. That was a really good story. Good cool. job, man. Cool. Are you ready for another fucking depressed ass story? Always. <laughs> Good answer. But first, we have to take our shots. Oh, God. New fireball shots. It's not shots. cold anymore. It's fine. Don't think about it. 
like that dude it's like juice pickle juice is like juice that's why it's called pickle juice baby that's a lot of sodium <clears throat> for me okay. it's juicy okay, whatever. it's so good. all right you guys drink it like water let's get into my long i'm i'm gonna warn you this is a long ass story uh <laughs> two things and I have to crack some jokes every now and then. This is going to be really long. Yes. Um, okay. Make sure to take breaths so I can, you know. Yeah, no, I got Throw you. in some one-liners. I got you. I'll read it kind of slow. Ooh. That way, if you start talking, I'll just stop. I'll just, like, raise my hand. There you go. I'll just be like, hey, hey, yeah. I have something funny to say. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, I want to do two warnings, I guess you can say. One, this story is going to be pretty long, so please make sure you're not doing <laughs> shit or on your way somewhere. Whatever. Or you can just pause it and listen to it later. That's fine, too. I don't um, know why Lucy is making that a big deal. No, listen to it in all one no, session. No, hell no. I'm just kidding. I Anyways, always split mine up. I also want to say this story is going to be very brutal. So if you're Wait, eating... Wait, is it more brutal than mine? No, you son of a bitch. Very fucking How are you going to top me? You can't top me. You, you can't top this. Okay, too much. <laughs> You're, you are gonna see. Um, I wanted. I just wanted to put that trigger warning in the beginning. If you're eating, if you have a weak stomach, uh, you can try. I've been listen. drinking. Should I not listen to this? I'll no. go outside. Yeah, just go outside for a, an hour. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have to stay, bitch. <coughs> um, I just wanted to give that trigger warning that was from the jewel, so nobody can get mad at us uh, once I tell this story. Trigger warning. Now, listen to it. Don't listen to it. Your choice. Let me know. Okay. My story is over. The Lululemon murder. How did I know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's because <laughs> not only did our friend send it to us in a group chat, I had at least Oh, three okay. People. That was it. Yeah. I had at least... Olivia sent it yeah, to us. At least three people, other people, sent it to me as well. Yeah, like saying, like, talk about this shit. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've heard about this. I actually but... didn't even read into it whenever I Good. saw it on Twitter. Because I was like... Because then she sent it to me, and uh, Olivia sent it to me, and mm-hmm. I was like... Okay, Lucia says she's going to do this story. Let me not look into it yeah. so I can be surprised. Good, dude. It's So I did my research, right? Um, I'll you put... did a hell of research, bitch. You got 17 pages. Almost, shit. So <laughs> I did my research, and I was like, oh, I'm good, da, da, da. But I ended up listening to a podcast, Morbid Podcast. Um, they actually do a two-parter on this uh, murder, <clears throat> and it's episodes 93 and 94, I believe. And... <clears throat> they made me realize that I missed a lot of information. A lot of information I didn't find online. Um, a lot of this information is on a book. And oh. I mentioned the book later in here. I think it's called like the the yoga murder. Well, something we'll, like that. It's we'll somewhere find it later. Yeah. yeah. But I got a lot of my information from them as well. I'll mm-hmm. put all my information and down below in our description just so if anybody else wants to look at it this is on snap this is on like many tv shows like this is a well-known case oh not well known for me and i feel like i know a lot of cases i know i'm glad more cases than you i'm glad you haven't heard of it i know i'm excited okay Okay, let's go let's go let me just get into it because it's too long okay so first i will say um this murder occurred around 9 45 p.m on march 11th March 11th. 2011. 2011. But we're going to skip to the next day. <clears throat> okay. 
So, Rachel Ortwee, I believe that's how you say her last name. Mm-hmm. She was the manager of Lululemon store in Berdesma, Maryland. Uh, she was on her way to work. She was a morning manager, so she was on her way to work. Mm-hmm. It was shortly ab- about or shortly before 8 a.m. Um, she came to the front door, and she noticed that the front door of the store was unlocked. And she thought this was weird because the manager on duty last night was a very good employee. Yeah. And she never would have done that. So she yeah. was like, that's weird. That's unusual. Mm-hmm. So, as she's walking into the store, she came upon the horrific scene. Um, clothes were scattered everywhere. A TV was shattered and thrown on the floor. Oh, the shit. safe was broken into with receipts flung everywhere. Wait, wait I have way. a question. Mm-hmm. Is this store, like, what kind of store is it? It's like, a Lululemon uh, store. So, it's like an athletic athletic wear store. Oh, okay. Like, it's like athletic clothes. Yeah, it's like yoga pants. Okay, so, like, there's, like, clothes. There's, it was, like, the store clothes scattered yes, everywhere the not store like, clothes okay not people's clothes yeah okay, okay, the yeah. store clothes were scattered everywhere the, there's a tv i'm assuming they had in the store that was shattered and thrown on the ground um the safe was broken into there was no money in it but all the safe receipts were thrown everywhere uh-huh um as she got closer to the back she started to notice a lot of blood Fuck. a lot um she also heard she heard moaning of someone in the back, and this mm-hmm. scared her, so she ran back out, and she called the cops. Okay. Um, when she called the cops, she told them what she saw. She assumed it was a break-in. Um, hey, get here right away. Whatever. Mm-hmm. She's obviously freaking out, and this day just happened to be the release of an iPad. I think I believe it was the iPad 2, and there's an Apple store right next to the Lululemon in that bridge. Des the area. Yeah. Um, so it's the Lululemon and then right next to it is the Apple store. So people were already lined up that morning to get the new iPad. Mm-hmm. So there was a long outside and a whole bunch of people were outside. Well, when she runs back out, she's obviously looking freaked out and like she just saw a ghost, like something's not right. Right. So uh sorry, I put a lot I'm trying to read up the top of my head and I put a lot of notes in between. Da, 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 da. Oh, I know what you mean. I do the same thing. You like skip over parts and you're like, fuck, where do I go from yeah, zeroing out? Exactly. Fuck. So um whatever, there's a new iPad coming out. Uh the, the whole shopping center was pretty busy because of this and also it was probably just busy. Mm-hmm. So um a pedestrian named Ryan Huff. He was passing, I don't know if he was passing by or if he was at the Apple store, but he saw that Rachel was in distress, mm-hmm. and um, he asked her if everything was okay. Well, she ended up explaining to him about everything she just saw. So, she didn't go into any room. She didn't see any people, but she, she did saw say, the blood. She the- saw blood. She saw footprints in the blood. She saw everything, like, it ransacked. Like, she... Mm-hmm. Assume somebody was in there badly injured that was robbing the place. That's good she didn't go in there to, like, check, though, because you don't want to, like, contaminate exactly. shit. Like, you don't want to, like... I literally put that in my notes. I said, uh... Oh, I fucked you up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't say nothing else. Yeah, it, no, it's... Oh, I said it right here. Good. Don't contaminate crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I said. Literally. <laughs> okay, so he saw Rachel. She explained everything to him. So he offered to go inside to check it out for her. Uh-uh. To, he he did this in order um, for her to exactly tell the police what she thought she had seen. Okay. 
So, um, as he's walking into the store, not only does he see everything that Rachel just saw, he made his way to the back and he starts noticing way more blood. He starts noticing like a lot more blood than mm-hmm. what Rachel thought she saw. Um, not only was there blood on the floor seeping into like doors, mm-hmm. there was blood splatter on the walls. Um, and it was so bad. It was about six feet up the walls of blood. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot of blood. I'm like looking at my walls and I'm like, is my walls even six feet? I don't know. I'm I'm sure they're taller. Maybe like, maybe like 10 feet. They're at least eight to 10. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So halfway, maybe a little bit over halfway up your walls, blood splatter. Oh shit. That's a lot of blood. A lot. Um, he... Uh, so he came upon a door and it wouldn't really open at first, Mm -hmm. but he kept trying and trying and he pushed the door a little bit each time. Um, and he finally was able to open it a little bit in order to like sneak his body in. Uh huh. Um, uh, sorry. Like I said, I wrote a lot of notes, but I'm trying to just like. You Go need to put it. more, like, spaces between Yeah, I need paragraphs. to put pinpoints. I was writing this really fast at work. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay, so the body he saw, he didn't realize if he didn't, he couldn't tell mm-hmm. is the right words. He couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. And this was because the body was, this body was brutally beaten so bad. That you couldn't even fucking tell? You couldn't tell the <gasps> facial features. You couldn't no. tell anything. The body was literally covered in blood from head to toe. Oh. Yeah. Um, this body is what we now know um, as 30-year-old Jaina Marie. Murray. Sorry. So a woman? A woman. Oh. Jaina Marie. Murray. Why do I keep saying Marie? It's Murray. Murray. Jana Murray. Murray. So he goes back to tell Rachel what he saw. Um, Rachel calls the cops again and basically is like, there's one dead body in here. Um, Please hurry, hurry. But before Ryan walked out of the vicinity, Mm -hmm. he heard moaning like Rachel heard. Mm -hmm. So he heard the moaning from the restroom area. And he goes into the restroom of the store, and there he finds 28-year-old Brittany Norwood. That's ballsy. Going into the restroom? Yeah. Yes. Because he didn't know if it was a man, maybe faking, going to shoot him. Very ballsy. He, this man was heroic. He, he didn't have to do any yeah. of that, and he That's did. very extra. Yeah. He, I wouldn't have done it. I would have been. I would have walked out and been like, police? Mm-hmm. My door is unlocked. Just like Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rachel did what I would have done. Yeah, literally. So there he finds 28-year-old Brittany Norwood lying there moaning in pain. That was the moaning. Um, She -hmm. wasn't conscious, but when paramedics would, like, touch her and stuff, she'd, like, moan and, like, grunt. Like, Like, she was in pain. Yeah. Like, ow. Yeah. But she was knocked out. Uh Uh-huh. Brittany knocked out. Like, she, like, got hit on the head or, like, she was just, like, ditzy. No. So I'm about to explain. She had, like, a very deep gash on her head. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that, that was like head injury knocked her out. Her, like, going in and out of consciousness, right. basically. And them touching her, like, I'm sure it wasn't, like, a little baby, like, oh, are you okay? They were, like, like, they're like hey, her, are you okay? And like, she'd be like, ah. Yeah, she was like, but her eyes never opened the entire time. Like, she was like, mm, like, mm-hmm. in pain. Okay. 
Um, Brittany's hands and feet were tied with zip ties. Her hands were above her head. So imagine Ooh. like um, a pyramid above your head and then a mm-hmm. pyramid at the bottom of your legs. That's how her legs were tied or her hands. Yeah. Her hands were behind her back. No, they, they were, were above. like above and then the feet were tied. Yes. Um, she had a gash in her head. So like if she was like conscious, she could like untie herself basically. Because her hands Well, it was up. zip ties and zip ties are a little harder to... Oh yeah, you can't just like break right. them. Yeah, it's not like okay. rope or something. Right, you know? right, right, right. Um, like to untie. But I agree. She could have maybe like rubbed it on something enough. But she to... was, she had a big ass cut. So she was knocked forehead. out. Yeah. She was knocked out. Uh, she had that big gash on her head. Um, she too was very, very bloody. She had slash marks um what seemed to be caused by razors all over her arms her chest and her hands she also had a hole in her crotch um exposing her genitals like where her like in her like pant like a hole where her pants where her coochie would be yeah okay like in her pants yes oh so it it went through her pants and her underwear oh shit so i'm going to take a breather and i'm going to talk about the girls and who the girls are okay so, Jaina Murray mm-hmm. was a 30-year-old woman. Wait, which one is this? The one that was tied up or the one that's dead? The one that's dead. Okay. Um, Jaina Murray was a 30-year-old woman. She mm-hmm. was born in Kansas but raised in Texas. Okay. She was average height, about 5'5". Five five. She was very athletic. Um, when I say athletic, I have more notes here. Let me get to them. Um, so... She came from a, like, you know, a very respected family. Uh-huh. Um, her father worked for special ops in Vietnam. He also did two tours. Uh, she, okay, so let me explain how athletic she was. She was so athletic, she almost became a tap dancer. Okay. She changed her career and wanted to get business and communications. Mm-hmm. But she also was at her high school dance and the track coach spotted her at the high school dance and recruited her as a discus thrower so those heavy ass balls like that you chunk oh okay she was that she so she was strong as fuck yeah and she's five five she's what a, a inch taller than me taller than you she's like three inches taller than me yeah like she's not that big yeah, but she's strong as shit. Than me. Damn, you so, tall as hell. I didn't know you were that tall. I'm five four. Oh, I'm five. I'm five two. Five four. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> she uh, set a local record for throwing the discus. Like that's how good she was. Like mm-hmm. not just in her town, like a local one. Um, this is so later she studied for her business degree at George Washington University. Mm-hmm. She spent a year studying in Spain. She did a semester overseas. Um, didn't know that was a thing, but she spent a semester overseas. That's cool. Right out of college, uh, she got a job offer at Hallie Burton. I believe that's how you say it. I'm probably wrong. Hallie Burton. Yep. Um, this allowed her to see the world. Like, she traveled around the world to see this. That's dope. Yeah, it was... I would probably like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but after three years of traveling, uh, Jana goes back to school to get a master's business associates at Johns Hopkins. Uh, now to go to my other notes. So, 
everybody said like she's very beautiful well she was a beautiful blonde haired blue eyed woman mm -hmm. um she had a vibrant happy smile she was an overachiever straight a student kind of like me except i'm not blonde haired and blue eyed and you're not a straight a student hey hey you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> they don't know me you don't have to say that out loud i just thought it'd be funny sorry <laughs> Um, <laughs> so she bungee like when I say she is adventurous, she like bungee jump, she jump out of you know airplanes, she'd skydive and uh -huh. shit. She traveled to every continent besides Antarctica, and she planned to go to Antarctica before she died. Fuck yeah. goals as fuck. Every continent except for the dead part. Yeah, but every continent like that's insane. Like, by thirty. She just turned 30 before this. Like, That's insane. Crazy. Um, da, 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 da. She had, she, obviously, she was a very talented lady. Um, yeah. She was a big goofball. She, okay, so. Kind of like me. I relate to her so much. I'm really <laughs> relating to this woman. So, okay. You're so say She is me and I am her. <laughs> All right. Um, so. Like I said, she attended John Hopkins University. She was earning her last... She was earning two more degrees. Like, this girl is, like, literally an overachiever. Mm-hmm. Before she was murdered, she was 10 weeks shy of earning both of those degrees. Fuck. 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Fuck. She had a boyfriend named Frazier. Um, they were both... <gasps> Could he be into it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's the one. I'm not sure. I haven't looked it up. Nope. Good. Um, I know. They were both, this is so interesting. They, they were apparently both head over heels for each other. They had known each other since they were in seventh grade. Oh, shit. Yeah. They were... I'm not... I can't even say high school sweethearts. They were child sweethearts. They like, were middle school sweethearts. There you go. Um... But yeah, Damn. they, uh, he lived in Seattle, I believe I read. Um, so uh -huh. he didn't live with, I mean, he lived close cause they were in that vicinity, but, yeah. um, obviously that's other. who, that's one of the people she left behind along with her two brothers mm -hmm. and her parents. So now I'll talk about Brittany Norwood. Brittany Norwood was a 28 year old woman. She was originally from Washington state. She grew up in a small town with a big family. So this is the other lady that's like This is the in one that was the tied ties. up. Yes. Okay. This is the tied up woman. Okay. Um she grew up in a small town, big family. She mm -hmm. had four brothers and four sisters. So she was one child of nine altogether. Damn. Yes. Um so on Snapped, the TV show, mm -hmm. it was stated that her family didn't have lots of money, but her whole family was very very ambitious. Like they're not just like, oh, we're broke. We don't have any money. Like, they fought for what they needed. Yeah. Majority of her siblings were all college graduates. Majority of them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have to take a drink. Ooh, you didn't have to snort like that. Damn, cut that out. <laughs> okay. Um, Brittany, too, was very athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a spectacular soccer player believe it mm -hmm. or not she received scholarships from all over the u.s mm -hmm. she ended up attending stony brook university in the state of new york yeah. however in 2003 she was kicked out of school um she was kicked out of school due to her being caught stealing from her teammates other people in school like 
friends around school, Damn. and her current roommate. I was kind of feeling bad for her, but now she kind of sounds like a bitch. I feel bad for her, but, you know, like like you said, kind of sounds like a bitch. But, okay, That's so. Some bitch ass shit. I mean, I don't want her stealing to, you know, make up your mind just yet, but this is just. I mean, if my roommate stole to, from me, I would think you a bitch. I feel you. This is just how she got to where she was. Okay. So, um, it was so bad, like, her stealing that soccer mates would inform newcomers, like, new people that just made the team, Mm -hmm. to make sure they locked their things up because Brittany was a thief. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Um, No charges were ever filed for these actions. However, they ruined Brittany's college career. So... After all of these assumptions, Brittany was basically kicked out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, she headed back to Washington because, remember, she was in New York. So she literally traveled across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, she went back to Washington to live with her two sisters. She received a job at a very nice hotel in Washington called the Willard. Nice. She quickly moved up in pr- her position. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it said the position, but I don't really care to put all that. She just moved up quickly. Like, she was good at her job. They bumped her up quickly. Uh Uh-huh. Brittany, however, had dreams of becoming a fitness trainer. Because, like I said, she was a very athletic woman. woman. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't want to work in a hotel. Like, she wanted to become, like, a fitness trainer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, da-da-da-da. In 2010, so I'm assuming she works at the Willard for about this long. In 2010, mm-hmm. um, Brittany gets hired at a Lululemon store in Georgetown. Okay. In February 2011, she was transferred for a temporary time to the Lululemon store in Bredesda. Is that the store that in got... In Maryland. That's the, one the store that got... That she got attacked at. Okay, yeah. So I'm just going to say Maryland because... No, Bredesda. I think I can say it. Okay. Um... And she worked there about a month before the accident actually happened. Mm-hmm. So she didn't work there long and then Damn, all of a sudden something happened to her. Sucks. Sucks. Okay, so now I'm going to get into um, Brittany's recall of that night. Brittany Is the one that was tied up. Okay, right. Right, right, right. The one you just talked about. Yes. Okay. So um, per Morbid, the podcast that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, if you want to go really really into detail you can go read the book the book is called murder in the yoga store <gasps> oh yeah dope uh, i'm gonna read it. it it's by peter i'm gonna love it rosa range rouser range i'm sorry murder in the bookstore just look that up i'm sure murder you can in find the it yoga store oops not bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> damn i'm drunk sorry guys okay don't listen to me anymore <laughs> so this is what Brittany said happened. On the night of March 11th, 2011, Brittany and Jaina were closing the store and were leaving the store around 9.45. Mm-hmm. As both of them went their separate ways, Brittany noticed that she left her wallet at the store and called Jaina to see if she could come back to let her in to get it. Mm-hmm. Brittany needed her wallet really bad because she rode public transportation. Brittany's the one tied up, and the other one's the one that's killed, right? Brittany is the woman tied up. Mm-hmm. Jaina is the one that got murdered. Yes. Okay. So, Brittany um, said that she needed her wallet really bad because her transportation card was on there, and she mm-hmm. couldn't get on the bus unless she had it. Mm-hmm. So, Jaina agrees to go back to the store to help Brittany look for the wallet. They couldn't find the wallet. They looked for it 
for about 10 to 15 minutes. And this is when Brittany states that, um, oh, sorry. Nope, nope, nope. This is when, okay, so Brittany states that Jaina offered her her public transportation card. Like, you can use mine tonight. Mm-hmm. We'll come back in the morning for your wallet. Yeah. Um, at this moment, this is when Brittany says two men, whom she believed to be Caucasian due to their voices, busted in the store wearing all black with ski masks. <gasps> one had a backpack. One was taller and one was shorter. Um, one yeah. of the men grabbed Jaina, punching her in her face ah. and pulling her to the back room. Oh. While the other pulled uh, Brittany's hair, uh, they made her... Okay, so I kind of wrote this backwards, but... So basically, Brittany got dragged to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when the man cut her and slashed her and raped her. Mm-hmm. Um, during this time... So apparently her, um, what would I call it? Abuse only happened for a few minutes. And okay. then the man dragged, dragged her back out mm-hmm. and told her to open the safe. Okay. So this is when, you know, I told you all the receipts were flown everywhere. Like, uh, it looked like somebody dug through the safe. Right, right. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so while she was doing this, while she was opening the safe, she could see Jaina in the back room being beaten badly. <gasps> like, really bad. After oh. Brittany opens the safe, the man proceeds to dra- uh, drag Brittany back by the hair, throwing her into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when he rapes her. No. Um, Brittany claimed that the men raped her. Oh, okay. So Brittany claimed that the men raped her, or the man raped her with a wooden clothes hanger. Why? What's the point of that? Fuck! I don't want to hear this. I'm going home. No, 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 I'm already no. at my home, but I don't <laughs> like it. You need to go home, actually, because no, 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 I don't no, no, like no. this. I'm staying. No, I don't like this story. We're only on the second page. You're making me cry. <laughs> a wooden hanger? That's fucked, bro. A wooden That's hanger. fucked. Um, all the while she was being called racial slurs, they were calling her the N-word. Is she African American? She's African American. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Right, she, she she's the like, one that got tied up, right? Yes, that's this is the one that's tied up. Uh-huh. Um, so, basically, in the book, you can see all these racial slurs. I obviously am not going to say them here. But if you want to... I'm sure them. you can figure out what they are. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, go on. So, while this was happening, obviously, Brittany could still see Jaina being beaten badly. Um, she heard her screaming, bloody murder, like... She said it was unreal how uh, how much she was screaming. Oh, and no. then all of a sudden, Brittany hears her screaming and moaning in pain slowly fading away. Stop. You're making me cry. She says she didn't know how long Jaina was getting beaten for. Uh, back in the... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Getting beaten for, but it seemed forever. Like, it seemed like it lasted a long time. Mm-hmm. Um... So, when she opened the safe and the guy threw her back in there and raped her with the wooden clothes hanger, she, after that, the guy left her there to bleed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when she blacked out until the police finally came the next morning. Okay, until, like, the, she was just, like, laying there, like, I guess, her little Tied moans, up. and then the, the girl heard her, and they left, and then eventually the police came and, like, found her. Right. So, okay. yeah. So, this, all this time, she was saying, like, Jana was getting beat. 
Um, I heard her moan slowly fade away. The guy raped me with a wooden hanger. Jaina also had a rape pole in her yoga pants. A what? A, a rape, rape pole? Like, they like slit it, her pants yeah, open. Yeah, okay. And um, she says she didn't know how long it lasted, but it seemed like forever until she finally, uh, she finally knocked out from the pain. Uh, Brittany, so obviously when they found her, um, they immediately took her to the hospital because she was fucked up Mm -hmm. sorry taking a drink anyways Brittany tells the cops um so when they're asking her this story obviously she just explained everything and she goes she was so innocent it's my fault i forgot my wallet um while Brittany was in the hospital she um didn't know jana was dead yet so she kept asking like is my friend okay like is um, she alive? Yeah, is like she fine. How like, how is my friend? Like, but is my friend okay? Yeah, like I don't care about me. Like, what's happening with my fucking coworker, my friend? Right. So, um, according to the police, while Brittany was telling the story statement, um, she kept she was telling it so hysterical. Like sometimes they couldn't they couldn't understand her at all mm-hmm. because she was so hysterical. <gasps> Um, she kept saying there was so much blood. There was so much blood. I've never seen that, that much blood before. Like, that's all she kept saying. Mm-hmm. And then she would go on to say, I tried to help her. I tried to help her. But they wouldn't let me. I tried to help her. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to uh, stop there. Now I'm going to go into Jaina's body. I just got chills. You're about to get even more chills. No, this is stop. This is the biggest trigger warning. So now I'm like, you know what's weird is now that you're telling your story, now I'm getting cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I was weird. so cold. I'm so, I'm getting, I'm like, chilling getting really now. cold. Like, I need my jacket. I'm chilling now. Like, yeah, that's weird as fuck. Yeah, that's actually... Give me one second. Keep telling your story. Yeah, so um, I'm telling a trigger warning now because this gets into Jaina's body. The things that were done to her, if you can't do it, skip over within the next three minutes, four minutes. Okay, my jacket's on. I'm ready to go. Okay, so Mary Ripple, who was the, um, she did the autopsy to the body. Mm-hmm. She's done over 3,000 cases of autopsies. And she said this was one of the most brutal cases she has seen <gasps> yet. No, 3,000 bodies and that's the most brutal or one of the most? That's yeah. insane. And so, this is really fucked up, you guys. So, if you can't listen to it, don't. There were over 330 wounds all over Jaina's body. Holy shit! All caused within a 20-minute period of time. (gasps) Was she still alive for this? I'll get to it. Oh, shit. No, no, don't get to it. I'm scared. There was multiple weapons used, so it wasn't just one. Mm Mm-hmm. 232 of the wounds were caused by blunt force injuries. Fuck. 99 sharp force wounds. Mm Mm-mm. 100 bashes in her head. Oh, my God. That's sick. Her face and head were so badly beaten, her face was unrecognizable, and her head was basically demolished. Oh, my God. That's why they couldn't even know if it was a guy or a Mm -hmm. woman. That's why he couldn't tell. Fuck, dude, holy shit, that's so bad. I'm gonna cry. Her skull was cracked in eight different places. Mm -mm. There was 37 injuries alone to the back of her head. (gasps) Along with the last blow, making this 331 injuries. 
with oh a three and a half inch knife wound near uh, near her neck that penetrated part of her brain and severed her spine cord. Ugh. All the injuries listed um, were injuries that could be made out clearly. This was not including the overlapping injuries. So there was more injuries on top of the other injuries mm-hmm. that they couldn't like there actually were so count. many injuries that they couldn't there was like at least 400 injuries just fuck. shit on top of me why is that necessary <laughs> why would that be necessary this is obviously something that was um personal yes obviously somebody didn't like her because who fucking does that to someone just shoot them in the head just you're trying to like rob them, shoot them in the head. That's what slit their throat. Why are you stabbing them and killing them today? And not just with one weapon, multiple weapons. Yeah, it's like not. And that's what morbid. That's what morbid had mentioned. They were like, "Don't get me wrong. Like shooting isn't right either, but no, it's all wrong. But I mean, if you're gonna kill someone, that's a crime of passion, bro. Yes, it is. Like, there's a reason behind that. Definitely. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <sighs> so Jaina had 105 defensive wounds so defensive wounds would mean on her arms her hands her oh chest oh my god like she was trying to protect herself yeah uh this is the worst part nope nope i'm going outside the worst part of all of these injuries is that Jaina was alive for all 330 wounds and they know no. this no <laughs> you're lying i'm not Bitch, you lie you made that up i'm not lying y'all better google that she lying I'm not lying. No, that's that's dark. It's that's dark. Fucked. That's why I can't laugh right now. Like it's dark as fuck. That's like, really fucked up. The I last, thought you were joking. Mm-mm. The last wound to, that killed her, the 331 wound that killed her, was the one that went to the back of her neck and to her brain. That was the one that killed her. And they knew this because all the other wounds bled. And so when you're alive and you're getting, like, stabbed and shit, your heart pumps out blood. So all that blood is, like, coming out. That one didn't have blood coming out of it. Stop. Okay. You know what? Mm. Okay, so the like weapons. This. <laughs> the weapons used um, on Jaina mm-hmm. were a minimum of five weapons, but it could have been up to ten. So what they know was used was a hammer, mm-hmm. two different box cutters. Box cutters? Mm-hmm. Like those little like blades, blades like they things. you can like stick them up yeah, and the yeah, blade yeah, comes yeah. out. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, a metal pole used to prop up mannequins. A big ass knife. This had to be like a whole gang of people, I would think. <laughs> like a whole gang. Two men, Fuck. apparently. Two men. No, it had to be like seven of them. Cause who like switches weapons? Like they're I dying. Why that. are you? Oh my god! Ah! You scared the shit out of me. What's oh, wrong with you, Maurice? I'm gonna throw Damn. up. Sorry, my sister thought it'd be funny to scare us. She like popped out at the window. Cause we're all technically. Why is there so many dis- interruptions? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. um, okay. Okay, so another uh, weapon that was used was a rod that holds the clothing. You know, like the just the rods that clothing hangs on when you uh-huh, go to the like stores. the big things. Yeah. Just like a metal rod. Mm-hmm. Um, a razor. And she was also choked by a rope they found still by her body, like around her neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaina also, like I said before, had a slit in her crotch as if she had been raped. Um, the Mary Ripple, the autopsy, I'm not sure what to call them. I'm so sorry. That's not the right word. Whatever. Jaina fought so hard 
and they could tell that she tried to get away, obviously, by her defensive wounds. There was even a bloody <sighs> handprint on the outside door, like, leading out. No, like, like, she was so close. Yeah, like, she pushed her hand on it and was dragged back, basically. Fuck off right now. Yeah. So, I'm going Fuck. to stop there, and I'm going to go into the suspects, they assume, did this. Okay, so we're going into the... Okay, so we skipping through. We're trying to figure out who the murderer yes. is. Because we go back... Girl, I like this. I like this. Yes. So okay, go so into the, the suspects. suspects. So, as Brittany told before, she described two men who attacked them. Mm-hmm. One being a little shorter, and the, one, the other one being very tall. All in black. Okay. Um... This gets mentioned later, but there was a size shoe. There was a shoe size fourteen mm-hmm. in the blood, and then along that's those, a big ass shoe, right? That's a big ass shoe. That's though. a grown man shoe. A, okay, maybe it will be her boyfriend or something, like maybe. the one that's dead. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so they found that shoe print along with Brittany's. They saw Brittany's shoe prints as well in the blood leading back to the restaurant. Brittany's the one that was tied up? Yes. Okay. And so, some big ass shoe prints. Yes, right really behind her. So it looked like somebody was walking like behind her, pushing like following her, her. Right. Mm-hmm. So this allowed police, you know, to believe her story and everything that Brittany was saying. Made sense, right? There was an Apple store right next door, like I described in the beginning. Um,. Okay. App, the Apple store was the only one that had surveillance outside of their store. Oh. The police go to grab this footage. And mm-hmm. sure enough, around the same time that Brittany stated the attack happened, two men are fast walking by that area out of the camera site. Uh-uh. Yes. So there was two men. With Holy. this information, Detective Dimitri Reuven uh-huh. kept watch of the Lululemon after that to see if these two men would happen to appear again. Right. Sure enough. They came back? They sure fucking did. Nuh-uh. The men get pulled into questioning with the video. They get showed these little quip, uh, quips. What the hell? Clips of them passing by the store. Mm-hmm. Um, the men claim they knew nothing about what happened. They right. were not involved in they that. They were like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about, dude? They were coming just, home from... I'm just going to the store. Yeah. They were coming home from work, actually, that day. Mm-hmm. They're busboys at a nearby restaurant. <laughs> so they sure sound kind of innocent, I feel like. Yeah, sure enough, their alibi checks out. I mean, obviously they were yeah. dressed in all black. Ah, see, I'm smart as fuck. I feel like that made sense. Yeah, their busboys like are dressed sense. in all black, and like I said in the beginning, one had a backpack. Mm-hmm. One of them did have a backpack, and one was slightly taller than the other one. Mm-hmm. Well, but, obviously, like, somebody's going to be obviously taller than the other one. You're right. You're going to find people but the same size. They're busboys. They didn't have ski mask on. I mean, in the video, it did look like because it was dark and shit, but. Yeah, it was. It looked sketchy, but it was like, I'm just walking home from work, bro. Mm-hmm. Dang. And their, their alibi did check out, so they were crossed out. They were fine. Okay, cool. Back to square one. What is it? The Bethesda police uh, put out an award for, I think, a little over $200,000 to find these two men. because 200000 Because this town is small. So yeah. at this point, the town was freaking out. Um, the town is going crazy. They want to find these men. The store employees are so scared. Like, they don't even want to close the stores. Women, like, won't close the stores at all. Like, like only men. 
even then I, right? I don't think I don't, know. I don't know about men but i know since these were women like the women especially did not want to close stores by themselves yeah like they would always like want someone to be there with right them. So once this um, $2,000 reward was put out, tip lines started opening to see if anybody knew of anything. Mm-hmm. Many people in the Bethesda area started calling um, to put in tips. Mm-hmm. So one bar near the area called in for a homeless man that gets in trouble. He's a pretty violent man. Mm-hmm. He's always involved with the law. Mm-hmm. Um, they stated that the night of the murders was the one night that he did not show up to the bar and he shows up every night so it's him the police take him in his name or they don't take him in so the police look into him and his name is keith lockett has to be him they go to him for questioning um but they find out that he's in the hospital and he got committed to the hospital because he was very very badly beaten like oh beaten so they went to the hospital he got his ass whooped he was covered in blood Mm -hmm. not in the best shape what Maybe it was in their blood. When the police go to get the statement, however, Mm -hmm. they soon realize this cannot be their suspect. What? That was the one. That was was my one suspect. (laughs) He was a super drunk man. Um, He only spoke of being drunk and getting into an altercation with another homeless man as to why he was beat up. They also noticed... That he was nowhere near as bloody as he should have been if he was involved in the murders. Mm-hmm. Like he just like had, there should like, have been like way more. He should have been drenched in yeah. blood, and he just had like yeah. little blood from fights and shit. Yeah. Again, back to square one. Okay. This is when the police go back to the Apple Store. They don't consider anybody in the Apple Store as suspects, but they do end up hearing that. The employees, I believe there is about three to four employees in the store at that well, time. Well, you know what? It's suspicious. Is like the door was unlocked. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make like sense. Like mm-hmm. it does. Like it, maybe it is an employee. Like why is the door unlocked? Exactly. Maybe it's somebody next door. Maybe. We don't know. Okay. So um, they didn't consider anybody a suspect at this point. They just wanted to go hear what they heard. Right. What they found out next is very disturbing. Mm-mm. I don't like that. I don't like that sentence. <laughs> that night, a few employees in the store, they started to hear everything. The walls are thin in that building complex. So I told They you heard everything and they didn't fucking call the police? I'm going to get into that. Okay. They ignored it, thinking that employees were just having drama. Quote unquote drama. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Um, surveillance shows that all the employees at one point were listening and leaning their head on the wall to listen. Wow. And they didn't fucking notice that there was a murder going on. They brought the... So one girl was listening to it. I, I was hearing in that uh, she went to go tell her manager like, hey, I don't think this sounds right. Blah, blah, blah. He went to go listen. He was like, oh, it's probably just employees having drama. I'm going to tell you what he heard too. Okay. So one employee. I'm getting pissed. I'm getting really pissed off. This is um, is fucking stupid. Now this is the most fucked up part of the story. I mean, all of it's fucked up, but this is really fucked up. So one employee states that they heard thuds and grunts, and it sounded like something heavy was being thrown or it was being dragged across the floor. Um, Some kind of high pitched squealing, yelling, and some crazy sounds were heard. This is when the manager goes to listen and hears someone struggling to breathe. <gasps> and he heard someone uh, do a forced exhale. Like, 
Like really like like forcing yeah. their breathing to happen. Uh hmm. so um one of the other employees, the one that first started hearing things out of the wall, they state that they hear, talk to me, don't do this, talk to me, what is going on? They also state that they hear they think what is the same woman to say God, help me, please, help me. Oh, my God. And they didn't fucking call the police? Oh, I'm getting pissed. I'm getting so mad. <laughs> that is you. <gasps> Are you fucking kidding me? That part of the story pissed me off. Bro. If I, you hear something, and it doesn't matter if you think it's somebody getting abused by their boyfriend, call the motherfucking police. Well, now I know because I hear my upstairs neighbor fighting all the call time. Call the police. Next time I hear them saying... Fuck you! You ain't shit. I'm be like nine one one. I just hear my neighbors going on. I just hear my neighbors arguing. Don't know if it's serious. It It happens too much, dude. And they call the police. The fact that they were like, "Oh well, we didn't think it was anything." I'm sorry. What, bitch? What? Anyways, let me keep going. That's fucking. Forensics (laughs) analyzed the fourteen the the shoe size of fourteen. And they placed, they saw that it was placed back on a shelf in the Lululemon store. Wait, what? Okay, so the, the shoe, same shoe. The yeah, the one that they saw. Oh, the that's ground, sketchy, bro. They saw one placed on the wall that had blood all over it. And like, they were it was like, like a shoe, like maybe like a, like do do they hang their shoes yes, there? Like okay, so somebody like got the shoes and like try to make imprints. Yes. Bro, I know who it is. Okay, so forensics end up analyzing this shoe, and um, they notice that it's the same shoe print in the blood, and it's the ex- perfect exact match. So oh. police start asking, detectives start out. asking, uh-huh. why take those shoes? Why weren't the shoes worn out of the store? Um, why is there no footprints leading out of the store? Because they started noticing, like, footprints aren't even leading out. Like, where is this blood going? Mm-hmm. So, uh, lead detectives go back, and they re-question Brittany just because they want to, you know, question why this shoe was there. Like, something isn't adding up to them. Um, Brittany ended up going home a day after her injuries when she went to the hospital. She ended A up day going, after? A day after. None of her injuries were serious. She got stitches on her forehead in that gash, and she ended up getting stitches in, like, the web of her finger. What about her, like... Slashed. Okay. Y'all move on to, like, her rape and stuff, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. So, so they all got stitched up, like, her head, her yeah, fingers. Yeah, it was just her head, and then in the web of her fingers, she mm-hmm. had, like, a... I'm assuming a deep cut, so they stitched that up. And that mm-hmm. was all the stitches she had. She went home the next day. Um, Being talked to, again, Brittany names a few more details that happened that wasn't told in the first story. She claimed that at one point she was pushed on top of Jaina's lifeless body, claiming the men told her that the only reason she wasn't in the same position was because she was, quote unquote, more fun to fuck. <gasps> no, this bitch did not say that. This bitch did not say that. She this did. bitch said that. She said that. She did. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't trust that bitch. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't believe her anymore. She was bawling her eyes out again while she was telling this story. She obviously. sounded like a fucking liar to me. <laughs> again, like, the cops are like, damn, she's very hysterical. Like, Yeah, like, oh, this makes sense. Like, she's so upset about it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. 
So the cops ended up, their detectives ended up asking her about the shoes that were found that were bloody put back onto the thing. Why would... And Brittany told them that they belong, they did belong to the store. Like, those shoes did belong to the store. So this murderer supposedly grabbed some shoes from the store, put them on, and walked in the footprints that she walked in. Put them back. And then went out, and as the way that he was going out, he was like, let me take these off and put them back on the wall. And no footprints let out. Yeah. Oh, long, yeah. the blood's still on there. I'll just put them back on the wall and act like it didn't happen, and I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. So I don't like that. the detectives automatically thought, obviously, it's weird. Like we're thinking. Yes. Why those shoes? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to name all of like everything that is making them second guess this entire case. Right. So the men did not bring their own weapons with them. They mm-hmm. used everything in the store. The knife, the uh, two box cutters, the hammer, everything that was used on Jaina was in the store already. So, they didn't bring their own stores. If you come to rob a place, you're bringing your own weapons. Right, right, right. Even the zip ties used on Brittany were in the store on a shelf. Mm. The in, um, so, uh, sorry, hold on. The injuries um, on Jaina were mm-hmm. overkill. Okay. Why was Jaina overkilled? Why was Brittany not... not- she had not, like a couple scrapes. And why she was she fine. not more injured? The shoes never left the store. They were placed back on the stand. That's fucking. <sighs> what were the killers wearing if their shoes were left there? Right. What were they wearing? The description of uh, the men also socks. Also, it, so. it bothered the detective, the lead detective. Like, why, when you think of, like, it was a man, it was a white Caucasian man, he was calling me all these racist slurs, like, that is, like, the worst of the worst human, like, that's what you think, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? As soon as they tell you, like, damn, that human sucks. A fucking racist son of a bitch. Right. Who's just, like, broken. They're robbers, racists, and rapers. The worst of the worst people. It was then that the lead detective thought Brittany was lying. Oh, I knew it! Wait, I had a feeling. No, wait, no. No, she's it. I felt like she is it. Wait. Jana's car was now found a few days later. Um, down Janus is... Jana. She's the woman who passed away. Okay, okay. Um, it was her car. Her, her car because when she went back to the store to go get Brittany's wallet, mm-hmm. she parked her car in a non-parking area. Mm-hmm. So later they found her car in an empty lot. Mm-hmm. There was blood smears inside of the car. On the steering wheel, on the door handles, there was a hat from Lululemon that was covered in blood. Wait, how did blood get in her car if she got murdered inside the store? Blood test came back. The blood belonged to Brittany and Jaina. So both of them mm-hmm. inside the car. The hat in the car, the brim that touches your head, mm-hmm. that blood was Brittany's. Brittany's, the, the one that was tied up, right? Yes. <gasps> Getting caught whore. is my next it. area. I knew it the whole time, I think. I'm not, I didn't know it, but I know it now. Hmm. So they bring um, Brittany back in for questioning. They try to catch her in her white lies. They mm-hmm. ask her if she knew like what Jana's car looked like, if she's driven in Jana's car. Mm-hmm. Um, Why would there be fucking blood in there, bitch? Exactly. Okay, sorry. No, this, sh- the, this shit pissed me off. 
Um, no, yeah, I'm as mad as you. I don't want to jump ahead. Um, she only claimed to barely, maybe seeing it one time. She saw it parked out front the night of the attack. Um, they asked her if she's ever been in the car. She said, no, I've never been in that car. Bitch, it's you! Why? Bitch, it's you! No evidence can point to Brittany doing this for sure. However, we can get her to confess. Brittany comes back. Oh, we can get her to confess, baby. Let's do it. Brittany comes back into the police station. So the police were already trying to figure out, like, okay, we caught this guy. In, we caught this girl in a white line. She's obviously been in Jaina's car. How mm-hmm. can we get her to confess? Mm-hmm. Brittany comes back into the police station. <gasps> saying, By her own will, or she just? She said that she forgot to mention something to the before and that she would like to talk to them again. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Sketchy ass bitch. Go she, ahead. She bring um so this time when she comes in, she comes in with her brother Chris and her sister Marissa. She then goes on to tell the police that she had in fact been in Jana's car, that the robbers made her drive it to an empty lot where it was left, where they the cops found it, and told her that if she didn't come back she would be killed. They they stated that they were watching her down like drive down the street. And that if she was to drive off, they knew where she lived, and they would kill her and her family. First off. Okay. She got a little cover-up story. First mm-hmm. off, um, so when you walked back from dropping that car off, nobody saw the gash in your hand. Nobody saw how bloody you were. Nobody was like, hey, what the fuck? What's and going on with you, dude? when she parked the car, she saw a cop there. She could have easily told the cop, like... Hey, there's this shit going on. I would have instantly, like, even if I would have got shot in my back, I would have ran over there. Even if you would have shot me, I'd rather run over there and get the cops' attention and die right there or get shot right there than to, like, keep on getting, like, molested or, like, fucked over, like, walk over here. No, I would have just ran over there and got shot. And then you're fucked, and I'm fucked. Exactly. So we're both fucked. I would agree. I, I definitely agree. Per the Morbid podcast, um, apparently Brittany remembered that she, she like, even remembered one of the sounds of the men's jackets zipping up. And that sound made, like, a swishing, a, a swishing sound. Like, I'm assuming, like, a windbreaker type of jacket. Like yours? No, mm-hmm. mine's not windbreaker. It looks crazy to me. Do you know the... Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> but she, okay, so they were saying, like, you remembered mm-hmm. the sound of a swishing jacket, but you don't remember driving a whole fucking vehicle. Yeah, like, why the fuck would that get... With your friend that was dead? Mm, uh-uh, shady bitch. Shady asshole. I don't like her. I don't like her no more. Okay, so we gonna see. So she claimed to she, that she walked back, she walked all the way back three blocks from when she dropped the car off to back. back she to walked Lululemon. three blocks? That's how far the car was. I would have beat her ass. So she walked back to Lululemon. Police questioned her and they were like, did anybody see you? Like, nobody asked you if you were She okay. lied, though. She was like, I had her bring me back there to, like, go inside the store But see, they went their and, separate like, ways at first and then they met back up because... Brittany was going to go ride the bus. Jaina ah, had no Okay, okay, okay. So okay. J- that's why Jaina was parked in front of the store because she came back to let her in. That makes sense. Okay, okay. So um, the cops were like, nobody asked you if you were like, okay, like nothing like that. Because at this point, she was claiming that she had the big wound on her head. Mm-hmm. So this bitch is covered in blood. Right. Has to be. Dripping in blood. She said, oh yeah, people saw me. 
And then the cops are just like, so they just didn't care, or they didn't like say nothing. Nobody why? like why when they nobody say shit? called this in. So somebody's lying, or you're lying. You weren't even bitch. beat up. Yeah. So um, she said nobody asked her if she was okay. At this point, the cops um, ask her about the entire story again. They started to see that it was very script. Like when you tell a story about something brutal like this that happened. If you're telling the truth, obviously your story is going to be the same. But if it's All the exact the same word, the exact same way, something That's weird a about script, that. bro. Like, you're script. reading off the... Exactly. You've been planning this shit, like, reading off the same words for the longest exactly. time. Like, I can't fuck up these words. I have to say exact words the way I said them the first time. Yep. Type of shit. Like, like it's a, it's okay to tell your story the same way, but you're obviously going to tell it a tad bit different. Yeah, like, not even a tad bit different. Just use different words. Right. As you go. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to use different words. That's it. So. Oh, my God. Excuse so, me. fuck that bitch and go ahead. So, they thought that was weird. They were like, something's very script. She's using the exact same words the five times we've already asked her this story. Mm-hmm. Something's weird. So they didn't ask her um, if she needs to get anything off her chest, if something's weighing on her. She said, nope. Like, no. That bitch said, nope. No, I'm, I'm fine. about to fight her. I, I'm she fine. needs to get an ass whooping. Then they try to use vers- uh, reverse psychology on Brittany. Uh, she wants... Uh, okay, sorry. They try to use reverse psychology on Brittany. Stating, okay, we know there's more than what you're telling us. Stuff isn't adding up. Mm-hmm. What did Jaina do to you to ah, make you mad? Ah! Did she say something to reverse you? Reverse psychology. Yes. Yes. I like did she it. say something to you? Um, did she piss you off? Brittany never let off her story, and she said the exact she, same words. She didn't do anything. She the men came in and attacked them. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Good story. Good story. So at She's that doing point, good. yeah. At that point. Um, the, the siblings were brought in. Remember how I said Chris and Marissa were brought in to the police station with her? Yes, yes. Well, at this point, they bring the siblings in. Marissa, the sister, mm-hmm. she became so infuriated when she finally started seeing the facts that she was pulled out of the interrogation room <gasps> of her own sister. <gasps> Chris, however, he stayed behind. Mm-hmm. This gets a little confusing because I was... Just blotting these information down. That's fine. That's fine. I'll try to say it as best as I can. So, Chris was trying to find a way around the evidence. Brittany continued to deny it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is Chris is like her, her brother. brother. Yeah, yes, her older brother. Okay. So, Chris, um, the detectives finally leave Chris and Brittany alone, and they end up talking the two of them. And Chris, are they just, listening in? It's an interrogation room. There's reporting. I love that. I love that. Okay, great. Chris continues to ask what happened. He said, like, what happened, Brittany? Like, I'm trying to help you with the story type of shit. And all Brittany kept saying at first was, are they recording us? Can they hear us? Duh, bitch. And Chris goes on to say, like, no, they're not recording us. Like... I've checked the room. There's no cameras in here. First off, this isn't Walmart. They're not going to say smile. You're on camera. And I've known Morbid and one of their podcasts has said that. And I don't want to take credit for that. But 
don't think it's just going to be a hello, you're being recorded type shit hanging mm-hmm. on the wall. That's yeah. not what happens. You see a little red dot or you don't see anything at all and they see you through the mirror. Or they listen the to side. you or they're they're on the other side of the wall listening. There's literally a mirror that is in the interrogation room, most interrogation rooms. That Every you can see in- from the other interrogation side. room, I feel like. Okay. <laughs> this is just so, this is so stupid to me. So, um, Chris, uh, goes on to just continue to ask Brittany, like, what happened, dude? Like, you need to tell me what happened. Um, Brittany basically just says, like, she didn't do this. She doesn't want to talk about, she doesn't want to talk about it at the police station. She keeps asking, like, can I just go home? Can I go home? And she even tells this to detectives. And Chris states to her, like, her brother, like, they're not letting you go. Yeah, like, you're so not fucking you leaving, bitch. Say, Tell me now. Uh, you don't trust her either, right? No, obviously. So he ends up he ends up claiming that he was taking her side. He believed her so much, but that the detective on duty convinced him so much that his own sister did this. He said, "Brittany, like, you need to tell me what happened, so we can figure out what Mm -hmm. to do." Because Mm -hmm. I didn't believe him at first, but he convinced me that you did this. Yeah. If he convinced me, he's gonna convince a jury. Yeah. You need to tell me what happened. Yeah. Brittany continues to, to deny it. She's like, no, I didn't do anything. She said, I just don't want, I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk about it here. He's like, you're not leaving, so talk. And she basically just says, like, I just don't want anybody disappointed in me. And oh. Chris, Chris goes on to say, like, nobody's disappointed in you. Like, we're your family. Like, we will never be disappointed in you. I would you. fucking hate to if you're blah, my blah, family blah. and you did some shit like hmm. that. I would hate you. Bitch, I what? wouldn't ever care about you ever again. What? You're not my family if you did some shit Hell like that. No. So, he goes on to say, like, why'd you do it? Brittany was like, I don't know what happened. And Chris literally says, was it shoplifting? And Brittany says, no, like, I swear, Chris, it w- I didn't do that. I've been on a good roll. Because, like, before I said, she has been accused of being a thief. Yeah, like shoplifting. Yeah. <clears throat> she was like, I don't know what happened. And Chris said, then why did you fight this girl? Acting like this was some fight that the girl got a black eye in. Like, mm-hmm. I understand where he's coming from, from a brother's perspective. But, my man, he, she... Somebody brutally murdered this woman. Over- that wasn't just a black eye fight. That was not a Bro. fight. That was straight murder. Okay, okay. Keep going. Keep going. I'm about so, to Brittany then goes on to ask again, can they hear us in here? Chris, no. They're, uh, no, they aren't. I've already looked. Nobody's recording us. And then he asks, like, was this planned? What did she do to you? Like, he, he's still trying to take his sister's side. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that. I totally get that. Like, you want your sister to be innocent. So, mm-hmm. Chris keeps talking to her. Yeah, you, keep, want, you want them to be innocent. Right. Chris keeps talking to her and he keeps, like, trying to get her to... He clearly does not realize that the cops are listening, but he keeps trying to get her to confess. Like, tell me what happened mm-hmm. so I can fix this. Mm-hmm. So, he keeps trying to talk to her. Long story short, Brittany talks about what happened to Chris. Oh! Jaina apparently... No, wait. I'm throwing up right now. Hmm. Give me a cup. Where's the trash can? Because I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this, it, brother. It gets very bad to No, lie. this is so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. Uh, I can't do it. Wait, stop. Okay, go. Ready? Yes. I'll just be quiet. 
So, long story short, this is the reason behind it. Um, Jaina apparently... She did it! Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Jaina, the woman that was found dead, was apparently was going to tell on Brittany for stealing. Uh, Apparently, the managers already had a meeting about Brittany because she got fired from the Georgetown store. She Mm -hmm. didn't transfer. Mm -hmm. She got fired from there. Uh Uh-uh! For stealing. Uh Uh-uh! So... Red flag! So, when that happened, there's obviously... Apparently, there's no... There was no cameras in the Lululemon stores. Um, It's known for their employees, whoever worked together that day, when they're leaving... Everybody checks each other's bags to make sure nobody's taking anything. So, Jaina checked through Brittany's bag that day. And Jaina found a pair of yoga pants that still had the tags on them. Jaina confronted Brittany. And she said that she bought them from a different manager. A little bit before that, before uh, Jaina came in. Mm-hmm. So, Jaina goes to the back. She calls the manager and is like, hey, did you sell Brittany these leggings? And they were already trying to fire her. They were already trying to find a reason to fire yeah, her. Yeah, because they were, like, sketched out They already shit. knew she stole. Yeah. So, the manager's like, hmm, no, didn't sell her those. So, Jaina basically was like, I'm going to let Rachel deal with you in the morning. It's all, it's not my job yeah. to deal with Bye. you. Bye. Yeah. See you later. It's not my job to deal with you. It's going to be Rachel's. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when everything happened. Um, this is when Brittany brutally murdered Jaina. Just by herself? Let me All that you, shit. Let me remind you that um, Brittany is smaller than Jaina. 5'5 five, five woman, she is, uh, Brittany is smaller than 5'5. Five, five. Um, not only is she smaller than 5'5, five, five, she used multiple weapons to kill this woman. 300 and over. 330 times that's fucking dirty dude. let me stop right there so her brother then goes on to talk about like i know you're lying when you're talking to the cops i can tell that you're lying because what you do is you look down and you look to the left automatically please know you're lying he said you need to stop that yeah because your eye contact is like a big thing like where your eyes go is a big thing and time when it goes to the left it's because if you're your brain lying, knows yeah, you're lying if you're lying your eyes go one way if you're telling the truth it's because your brain knows you're lying and that's just the automatic thing that it does yes he literally told her this is when he kind of started fucking up in the investigation not fucking up for her, for the investigation for but her, fucking up like, for her yeah he stated he said like you need to stop doing that like um in the morbid podcast they stated that he was saying like you see that red dot on the wall you need to stare at that only stare at that when you're talking like to trying them. to give her f- yeah like trying to give her fucking tips yeah i don't like him he said i don't like him either imagine if he was your brother though no bro i would fucking my brothers better not have my back like that <laughs> they better not to be honest, I wouldn't because, want like, to. Because, like, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, dude, are you really finna go to jail with me? No, stop. Don't do that. Like, I don't know. Like, that's no, my I brother. Agree. I would be like, bro, don't do that for me. Don't I agree. Do- I don't know. Probably because I'm not extent. a killer. Probably because I'm not, if like, a killer. If it was over 330 wounds, bitch, you going to jail. I don't know yes. what the fuck you can do I don't to me. fucking know you no. anymore, so you're not my family. 
Exactly. You're not my family. So I can so. kind of understand, like, he's the older brother. He feels like he needs to take care of her. So he's, like, trying no, to help her. No, I don't like that. But this is when he fucks up. He Good. He's telling her about, like, you need to stare at that wall. You need to stare at something specific so you don't look like you're lying. So you don't look down at the ground. He said, I would know. I lie all the time. He whispered that to her. Uh-uh. He goes on to say that they need to make up a plan. They need to figure out something to make it seem like Jaina. I don't like him either. I don't like him either now. Mm-hmm. He needs to make it seem like who? Jada? What? Jaina attacked Brittany. So they need to make it seem like it was vice versa. Mm-mm. Soon, after her brother and her conversation were over, Brittany Norwood was arrested. Thank God. Fuck that bitch. Clearly, everything is fucking recorded in a interrogation room. Duh. Like, it's going to be there. Uh, Even if you think it's not recorded. Like, there's something. There's people watching you at all times. No matter what. You think nobody's behind that glass mirror? There's somebody standing right there. You at a police station? You at a police station? People are watching. Period. Please don't be stupid. You're calling yourself. No, out. be stupid, please. This because we need we need to know who the criminals are. So if you're gonna Touché. do that shit, be stupid. Touche. Okay. I agree with Gabby. Because <laughs> I don't so, like that. I don't like that. This finally uh leaked out to the media and everything. And it and it claimed that in fact two men did not do this crime. No, because the shoes were on the fucking thing. That it was Brittany Norwood, the woman who claimed that she was attacked as well. Bethesda went crazy, dude. They were who's so- that? Who's that? Who's that? Bethesda is like the town. Mm-hmm. The town because you remember the how the town saying, went crazy. Yeah, because you remember how I was saying like women were scared to close stores. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to close them by themselves, mm-hmm. like all that. Right. Everybody was sympathizing her. Like they were like, I feel so bad for this woman. Like I don't know. Like I can't even imagine what she went through. Mm-hmm. Like she's the only one that survived. Like they felt bad for no, her. No, fuck that bitch now. Fuck. Yes. Um, they were scared with two men on the loose, but they found out that and they it were was like, just that fucking fuck dumbass bitch. Yep. Jaina's family. Damn, I could have whooped her ass. This is honestly probably the worst part besides the brutality to the body to me. Stop. I'm going to cry. So, um, Jaina's family found out about the arrest and her confession, Brittany's confession, on the day of Jaina's funeral. (gasps) While they were on their way there. They found out that this bitch did that. Jaina's family felt so bad for Brittany in the beginning. They couldn't believe, like, what she went through. They wanted to send her flowers, like, thanking her for, like, trying to save their daughter. Like, they just wanted to, like, thank her. Mm-hmm. And Brittany was like, I don't want any flowers. So they, did, they ended up not sending them because Brittany was like, I don't want any flowers. The family was so fucking horrified that they felt bad for this bitch. Mm-hmm. Fuck this bitch. They felt so bad. Oh, no, I'm mad as fuck. I'm so mad. Okay. I, I know. I'm Next almost page. done. Because I'm getting... I'm so pissed. I'm just, I was so mad throughout this whole story. So now I'm going to get into the trial. Brittany waited seven months in jail for her trial to begin. And those seven months, her phone calls were recorded. Obviously, she's in jail. Duh. Um, all she could talk about was how bad her hair was and how bad her nails were. She wanted to be pretty. In That's jail. all she fucking cared about? 
That's my. That would be my last fucking thought in jail. Who in jail is pretty, bitch? Nobody, bitch. I would look like shit. And People that are there for thirty years are pretty because they learn how to make makeup. That's who's pretty. Oh, that would piss. Oh my god, that's a big ass fucking hint. I don't so, like that. Stan attorneys and Jana's family wanted to go to first degree. Wanted to you know charge her for first degree murder. Mm-hmm. Um, that being the maximum charge for this crime, so mm-hmm. they wanted to give her the maximum charge. Yes, they duh. also wanted to push for life in prison without possibility of parole. Okay, who okay. says she won't do it again? No, she will probably. So they try to convince the family. Um, before the trial began, like, let's just take a plea no, deal. she'll never do this ever again. And this well, is just this no, one-time no, no. thing. They wanted to give, convince Jaina's family, like, let's just do a plea deal so you don't have to sit in trial. Because if they sat in trial, they, they would, would have learn to about the, like, details. As all the details. details as fuck. Fuck. Okay, Every yeah, yeah. little detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, that would kill me. That would kill me. That would kill me. Okay, go but ahead. But her family needed closure. They had to go through the trial. Oh, they listened to it. They needed the closure. That's, they had to listen. Oh, you're making me cry. Quick side note. We're going to go into a little bit of Br- Brittany's background again. No, I don't like it. So Brittany had a boyfriend who she abused daily. He was a dentist. Mm-hmm. This boyfriend came up front during the trial or a little bit after the trial. He admitted to this. Mm. It was so bad that he left her. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he ended up finding a new girlfriend. Brittany ended up stalking the new boyfriend and girlfriend. He was a, she was a fucking stalker? To her old boyfriend. Fuck. She broke into their home. The boyfriend and girlfriend. She broke into their home because she kept his... Um, security code. Uh uh-uh. uh. And she kept her key to the house. No! That's fucking weird. That's fucking uncomfortable as they, shit. They noticed that when they went back to the house, that shit was stolen. It was like an expensive watch, clothes. Like, and the door, nothing was broken into. It's like the door was just unlocked. Mm-hmm. They knew Type of shit. it was somebody yes. that knew it. Oh my Brilliant. god, I don't like this. I don't like this. So once they found this out, um, they filed a restraining order on her. Good. They were so scared for their life. They literally thought she was going to come and kill them. Really? Yeah. And it got to the point where she would sit. She sat. One time she sat outside his dentist's office watching him and the girlfriend. And they like turned. They just happened to like turn. And they see her sitting there watching them. <gasps> like sitting in just her like car. sitting there watching you from the from your fucking car from her car <gasps> that's fucking and she creepy. had an arrest warrant set out for her after that no that's fucking creepy oh um, my god how does she not get like nothing out of that mm. that's like stalking like stalking laws like need to be more legit because that's some stalking laws that need to be more like put in place this was in the 2000s so Put them, pretty, I'm glad them stalking laws are in place now because that's fucking crazy. No, really, though. So, um, another thing that was told during the trial is that she had a best friend during college. And mm-hmm. her and her best friend fell off because her best friend was catching her stealing. Oh. Another thing. She went to go get her hair done one day. Mm-hmm. Um, the hairstylist said, and is on record of stating this. That at the end of her service, she claimed that someone in the salon stole her money out of her wallet. I was devastated that this could happen at my place of work. 
so I told her not to worry about the payment at that time. As the time went on, Brittany said she would come and bring me the money. She never did. And deleted the hairstylist off of Facebook. <gasps> when she was making that big ass scene, she claimed to have had a thousand dollars in her purse at that time. A thousand dollars. Just and when she said that it got stolen, she left it in the receptionist area. Mm-hmm. The receptionist said that purse was never touched. Yeah. <gasps> that purse was never touched. What? So she tried to leave it in the waiting room. Got her hair done. Went back to go get her purse. Talking about, one of your employees stole my money. Like, And now she figured it out. Now it's all figured out. Like, mm-hmm. it obviously, like, fuck. That's, oh, that's so shitty. Okay, I'm go ahead, go ahead, finish. Literally almost done. But Jaina's brother, Hugh, he, walk, he walks into the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And he says, quote, mm-hmm. first time I saw Brittany... She's a small girl. She's a right. sorry piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> sorry piece of shit. Okay. The trial um, was playing blow to blow for hours. Like exactly what happened, how it happened, when it happened, how quick it happened, like everything. Mm-hmm. Jaina's family was there because they wanted to go through the trial. Oh, God. Her father that I mentioned at the beginning of this uh of my story the one who served two terms in afghanistan the one who was in special operations Mm -hmm. was bawling so fucking hard his shoulders were convulsing damn imagine that being your dad no that breaks that breaks my heart i will literally start crying right now that literally hurts me so much like i cannot even think about dying and seeing my parents imagine that yeah like my parents would die with me i feel like like their heart would be dead honestly like i feel like mine would be too like if bro, my, you're making my brother me would cry. T- like your eyes are stop. so watery. It's making me cry. Because I can, I can literally like, I can't, I don't want to imagine like my parents in that situation, but I can imagine both of them like sitting there. Like, like I'm just living by myself, and like someone breaks in, and like I'm just yeah. dead. Like, and, like my poor parents, like, or uh, like how how successful Jaina was. And what, we're five, seven years away from that, and then your daughter just dies? Yeah, your daughter's just, like, fucking dead. She's so accomplished, and she just dies because somebody wants to be Yeah, imagine, like, someone creeping on me right now, and they just broke in, and I'm dead. I'm I'm dead. I was, like, living my best life, and now I'm dead. Like, that breaks my fucking heart, like... What does that happen to you? Like, who does that happen to you? Like, that breaks my fucking heart, like... I knew I was going to cry during this Fuck. episode. I just didn't know where. <laughs> if my parents ever, like, had to go through that, that would, like, kill me. Dude, I would... That would kill me re-kill first. myself before. in the after Yeah, I would literally... And it's not even to- my fault. <laughs> yeah, like, I would die. Like, I don't even know. I don't wish that pain upon anybody. Anyone. Parents. Like, Anybody's. my parents are, like, the greatest. Like, they don't deserve any of the kids to die until after they die. Literally, I I couldn't imagine putting my oh, parents that. Oh, that would kill me. I, it would have probably killed if I'm not gonna say anything of that. But like, if something was to ever happen and I was still alive and my parents had to grieve over somebody me? that they loved like that, if I was to die and my parents were still alive, like, like I can't even imagine that feeling. 
Because no. my parents love me so much. So They like, love you so much. They love me more than like anything in this world. So it would like be like a big ass deal. I would die with them. Oh, that would hurt my heart. I would die if your parents. Okay, let's not cry. Okay, um, wait. I'm trying not to cry. Hold we're on. We're already crying. It's fine. Where's the pizza that we I'm, ordered? <laughs> I'm almost done. I'm almost okay, done. I promise. Okay, okay. So the judge ended up calling Brittany... A representation of the worst human behavior he has ever seen. After every... He he quoted, again, quote, After every blow, you had a chance to think about what you were doing. Instead, you mutilated this woman. Mm -hmm. The judge um, went... So, in Morbid Podcast, she read the book. I obviously... I didn't read the book. I don't have the book. But um, in Morbid, one of the women read the book, and apparently the she said she couldn't remember if it was in the book or in the article, but I want to say it was in the book because it's very detailed. The judge ended up going home. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting, I don't know if it was like a knife, a book, but something, and he just was like stabbing it. Mm-hmm. He stabbed it 330 times like Brittany did. It took him 10 minutes with one weapon. It took this bitch... 20 minutes with at least eight weapons. (gasps) That's so intense. That's really intense. That's really intense. Her attorney's trying to make it seem like she just lost control. It wasn't planned. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Brittany Norwood was sentenced to life in prison. Oh, our pizza's here. So her attorney's trying to make it seem like... She lost control, like nothing was planned. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't work. Duh. Brittany Norwood was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, Berdesda has a memorial of Jaina hanging in the store of Lululemon. Apparently, it's covered by stained glass. Like, it's the most beautiful memorial a oh, lot of people I have seen. I love that. I love that. Um, apparently, Morbid said that. The picture that they used of her, she's in like a yoga pose. Mm -hmm. So like the most calming picture like of her. Of her that you can ever see. Like Um, her brothers also started a foundation to help kids do what she wanted to do. So like um go to school, go to camps, Mm -hmm. you know, like do the rock climbing. Like they they're doing that and obviously they want to revenge her so much, but they do as much as they can. Yeah. But that is the very sad murder of Lululemon. I hate it. <laughs> but such a good plot twist. That what? was a really good plot twist. I was trying to make my story not make it seem like it was her, so. No, no, no. You did good because I didn't listen. I literally went out my way to, like, not find out who the murderer was. Uh-huh. So, like, listening now, I'm like, bro, that's a plot twist because I was not expecting that It was a all. plot twist, like. Dude, like, I would she, never expect it to, to be that it. dumbass bitch. She tried to play a real motherfucking Now I want to fight her. What's her name? Me too. Brittany Norwood, she in jail, bitch. Which, which jail? Because I'm finna, I'm finna go somewhere, in jail myself. Somewhere in Washington. I'm about to be I ass. hope she got the COVID. Goodbye. Me too. <laughs> Me too, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm All right, right. Y'all. I don't care if she has the COVID, but you know what I'm saying?
Damn, this was some good ass long ass story. I loved be long it. As fuck. It was good. It this was one good. alone was already thirty minutes. So I can't, yeah, I know. It's gonna be like two so hours. It's gonna be like yeah, definitely. I, I apologize ahead of time. Y'all asked for it. We gave it. Don't complain. Why bitch. would we apologize? Like our stories are awesome. So y'all are lucky. Thank you for listening. <laughs> We're great. Thank you guys so much. Yes, we love y'all. Keep listening. Don't forget that you can I will get more drunk and more oh funnier God. as it goes on. Uh, I'll tell her not to smoke some hey, ganja. Hey, hey, what? Um, <laughs> Before the episode because... No know, more ganja before the People episodes. get a little awkward on that. They just want to chill. They don't want to do nothing. But anyways... Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, listening. Don't forget that you can find us on social medias, Instagram, Duh, Instagram, fa- even Facebook, like our we don't like really post on even right like now. our special like our personal shit. Like yeah, you can have us on personal. Duh, we're cute. We're cute. Don't follow us because of that. No, I- follow us because we're cute and we're funny. I'd rather you follow us on our. Okay, you know what. Follow maybe, us because we're cute and we're funny. Maybe I'll start putting our... At least me. I, I'm at least funny. I don't know about her. <laughs> Gabby lets me talk. <laughs> maybe I'll start putting our our own social medias on there, but I don't want to get too crazy. You know, nah, nah. I See, think I, I, I want to make a new followers one. If they saw how cute you were. I think I'll make, I want to make a new If one. they saw how cute you were, they would be all about it. Not cute. So. Post you a little selfies, boo. Anyways. (laughs) Love you guys so much. Thank you for fucking listening. Yes, listen in all week. We can't wait to see you. Tune in, bitch. Next week. Hit you on the flippity flop. Oh, wait. Don't catch us on the flippity flop yet. Make sure you send in your um, hometown stories to booze with booze two e's at gmail.com. Or like text me. Or like if you know me, like just give me a phone call. Hit me up on Twitter. No, Let me know your, like, weird stories. Like, I need stories. I need hometown stories. I agree. Gabby is Send very me, famous. Like, weird stories. I'm not famous, bitch. Gabby's famous on Twitter, so. No, not really, no. Go follow her. I'm not, obviously. Anyways, just oh, hit no. me up. Let me hear your, like, weird stories, because I have stories, too, that I want to add in there, so. Just Usually, I'm know. the one ranting, but now it's Gabby, so we will see y'all next time. Peace. Peace. If you'd like to be featured in one of our future episodes by leaving us a voicemail, you can go to our website at anchor.fm backslash booze with booze or call our booze with booze number at 832-409-3085. If you'd like to send us your hometown or your drunk, stupid stories, please send us an email. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All of our contact information and social media links will be listed in the description below. Bye! Bye.